Huh, yeah, what? Geek Vibes Nation. This is another live edition of Geek Vibes Nation Live. I am joined with yeah, that was yeah, that was double live. Yeah, sorry, double live. Anyway, I am joined by an assorted bunch. Um, I'll start with Joel. Hold on, Joel. What's up, guys? That is Joel, aka Jojo Baggins. No, I am also. (laughs) We've, We've not agreed on that nickname, but it's a work in progress. I am also joined by Slick Nick, the ruler. What's going on, Nick? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? I, I'm cool with my nickname. That's fine. Perfect. Besides, nicknames uh, aren't really a thing that you get to agree to. You just get stuck with them. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know. I also get to disagree with them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, um, Insane in the Membrane Dane. What's going on, Dane? A.K.A. Dizzy D, A.K.A. Skittles and M&M's in the same bunch, A.K.A. everything. <laughs> Fuck you, ATL. <laughs> A.K.A. Skim M&M's, A.K.A. No, um, White Chocolate, A.K.A. A.K.A. Right? A.K.A. Mall of America. Peace up, A-Town down. <laughs> God, I love we're losing it. Uh, yeah, we're losing it. Anyway, um, so let's get into the show. We have so nuts today. Well, just punch me in the face, but that's cool. I bumped, anyway, I bumped them hard. Um, we have so many topics to get to. I will let Dane take the first topic. Go ahead, Dane. Okay, you get the first one. Hey, how's it going out there, everyone? Once again, if you didn't know, it's me, Dane. All those goofy names were just aliases for other stuff. Anyways, let's go with this first topic that we got here tonight. Finding, uh, basically, Josh Whedon let everyone know that he's primarily trying to go for an unknown actress, um, which I think is a uh, pretty cool concept because we had debate, actually, on Geek Vibes on Facebook. And uh, one of the things I was very, very pro was Emma Stone, which is a lot of people like her for the role because she generally looks much like the character. Um, And whether or not she can do her own action stunts, you know, she kind of has the acting chops, at least, to be able to perform as her. But, uh this is new information, and I, I think that we will get someone lesser known. I'm going to just say that I think that Jane Levy would be a great choice, personally. Uh, I liked her in the last two uh, movies that she did with uh, Freddie Alvarez, uh, Don't Breathe, and the remake for Evil Dead. She's just she's, She has a mature look to her. She's in her uh, mid-20s, and she's not too well-known, I don't think, in the public eye. And she's a redhead. So uh, I'm going to pass it to Nick. 
How do you like this information, Nick? And who could you see play Batgirl? Uh, or do you have anyone in mind, basically? More indie. Oh, uh, well, I've had a couple people in mind, but as far as, like, from the indie uh, circuit of things, well, first of all, I love the news. I, I always love when they come out and they say, you know, hey, we're going to give uh, an unknown a shot at this role, um, especially with a guy like Joss Whedon, who just has an eye for, for talent. Um I still think Firefly is one of the best ensemble casts ever assimilated on television. Um, and uh, so I, I, I like the news. I um, I kind of like the uh, uh, – would like the pick of Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, but like it, but it, really, it really depends on what age range they're going for the character. So, um, so I mean, that may be too young – uh, I, you know, I don't know, but I mean, she was she was awesome in The Witch, and she was also super good in Split. So, which I finally saw, by the way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think she'd be great, but but I, I trust Whedon, man. I trust Whedon. I would I would assume, and I mean, you guys might think differently. She's got to be if if we're talking about if her dad, or even if they go the uncle route, what they've done before. Uh, if her dad is Commissioner Gordon. He's, she's probably in her 30s. I would assume they're putting her at the same age as Nightwing that's getting his own movie, and based also on Bruce's age. They might, this might be a younger origin story for the character, for all we know, but I'm assuming if it's, it's got to be like uh, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, Joel, do you think differently on that concept, and what do you think about this news? No, I agree. I think that's probably where we're going to go around late 20s, early 30s, probably more than likely uh, late 20s, mid-20s. Um, um I'm cool with um, whoever they get, obviously, because I have no real <laughs> say in what they do or why. Um, because I've even heard um, grumblings about, oh, maybe it should be a, a person of mixed race. Because even if it's like, if it's Gordon's daughter, they they can obviously go. If it's his niece or his daughter, he's, she's got to be white in some capacity. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a white girl or half a white girl. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm I'm okay if they do the if it's not she's not a fully white or half white I don't really care either way. Uh, I, obviously my favorite was also Emma Stone Dane so you're not alone. Um, but obviously if they're gonna go low key and more underground, you know indie like you were saying, I don't have anyone in particular. Jane Levy's actually a great choice though. It's not a bad one at all. Um, but I have no no one at the moment sticking out. No horse in the race. You know, I have no real horse in the race. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> So either way, I'm I'm fine with it. But like we said, we heard when they first reported it that they were going to go probably towards uh, the new 52 storyline, which is obviously after um, the Killing Joke story, basically. So it's her recovering from her spine injury. But that's that's still a rumor. We don't know for sure what what exactly they're doing. I mean, I, no, I, it all. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to pass it to you, so you're good, Juan. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I jumped a little ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. Just take it. Go with it. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. No, it, it it all depends. I mean, one of the biggest things regarding uh, Barbara Gordon for me is, and I know you guys are going to say I really can't read that. I, I shouldn't read that much into it. But when Gordon says, it's nice to see you working with others again, if this was after the killing joke, I do not think he'd be that open the idea of let alone his daughter and or niece um, or anyone, uh, you know, working within, uh, working with Bruce as far as the kids, like Barbara, Dick, um, you know, uh, we don't know if Jason's back uh, or Damien 
or anybody. Uh, you know, especially after the killing joke, especially after uh, you know uh, Jason's death, you would think he would he would want him to stay away from recruiting in uh, well, kids. Yeah, they're not kids that he's talking about. No, 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 no. I'm just speaking in reference to him saying it's good to see you with a team again. So it's working me, with others. Working with others again. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so in my mind, when he said that, I was just like, okay, if this does take place after the killing joke, he's definitely not okay with Barbara uh, becoming Batgirl again. Keep in mind, when that happened, she wasn't Batgirl when she got stopped. She was not. She was, it was his fault, anything. Right. She was just Barbara. Right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Batman's fault. Right. But this is still in a world where Joker still exists and is at large. Okay. So he wouldn't. He definitely then wouldn't but want her. He also didn't know that she was back up. Right. But once Bruce does, this is a Bruce who just lost Jason. Okay. Is Bruce that that willing to to bring her in and let? I'm her just saying, if everyone by the comics, he has. I'm just saying. Right. But this is a Bruce that's that's a little different. Yeah, but that's he's also a changing different. now. He is also changing. <laughs> he is. He was distant. But, but his world is still. Is dangerous as dangerous is that. No, I agree, but I'm just saying, now he's opening himself up again. He's very closed off on that. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with that. I'm just going to fight you on everything because I know you want to go against Absolutely. Um, no, no, no. I'm fine <laughs> with it. Um, I'm fine either way they go, if they go niece or, or He daughter. wants to go young. That's, I, I, I that's all he's coming younger. out to. I do prefer younger. He's trying to fight it. I do prefer younger. He wants younger. to go high school background. No, no, not, not high school. I do want to go maybe senior college. This is getting weird. Yeah, I'm, well, just, I know I'm what not he's talking about preference to date. I'm just saying as far as the storyline. I just know where Joanna's is playing. That's, so that, that's just my biggest thing. But that, that's, that's me. Hmm. I've been, like, looking around, uh, seeing actresses that he's worked with that would fit the mold. And there's not – like, most of them would probably be in their mid to I, – I don't want them, like, 35-plus. So well, I mean, oh, I mean, I'm sure any cool, beautiful woman cool. could pull that off. Uh, but, you know, in concept, if you will, the character should be that old. Um, yeah, cause I'm how, how old is Bruce? How, how old is uh, Bruce in this? Like like roughly 48? 40. I know he's like a couple 40. years older than... 40. I'd say mid-40s. No, I'd mid-40. say the latest, 45. Yeah, that's the earliest, like 42, 43. Yeah, because that, that's actually... George Clooney, he just he has a great Parker on his head. No yeah. yeah, I guess, he, you know, stress, man. <laughs> it's all that stress. Fucking Joker. What a dick. All right, well, anyways, I'm sure we'll find out very soon, or at least sometime soon in the future, who the heck it's going to be. But uh, let's go with some more uh, DC news. Um, I guess, yeah, let's talk about this Jared Leto thing, guys. Uh, so, Jared, who who knows the story pretty well? I, I think, was it Joel or was it you, uh, Juwan? Well, I mean, Joel knows it also. I, I think I think he did. I don't think you did, I, you're I the one who told me it was a repost, basically. Right. Um, well, pretty much what happened because all the major sources kind of ran with it with the idea of Joker making a tease at him coming. I mean, at, at Jared Leto making a tease at him coming back as, as Joker um, with his post on Instagram. Now, that might have been a little bit to have to do with him reposting it, but it wasn't his original post. A fan created that. And he just reposted it. Um, he didn't say anything with it. He just kind of tagged the guy who who, uh, who originally did the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. And everybody was just like, he's teasing something. He's coming back. You know, when they film, it'll be Joker in it. And uh, Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not by any means saying that he won't be. But I'm saying I don't think his intention was to tease any of that. I think his intention was someone made a really dope, um, you know, really dope artwork. And he just reposted it. 
like millions of other people do all the time. Um, I don't really think it was a story behind it, but like I said, I'm not Jared Leto. It could have been something um, uh, something that uh, he was trying to, to, to key up. Or tee up, sorry. Um, but I, don't, I, don't, I personally don't think it had anything to do with that. Um, but, Joel, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think, yeah, I agree. Um, it's just a picture of, like, it looks like two hot toys put together. Right. And um, I'm cool. I mean, it's a pretty cool picture because it just gives you, you don't, we never actually saw them together. We saw them in Suicide Squad with him on the car and Joker in the car and Batman on top of the car. Mm-hmm. But we never actually saw them, like, on each other, like, actually right. interact. Which, gotcha. That part sucks, but. Sucked a lot. But. It will get it. I have no doubt we'll get it at some point. I'm not sure in what. Probably Batman. If not Batman, I don't know where if it's not Batman. (laughs) We know where if it's not Batman. Where? Gotham City Sirens. You think Batman's in it? I think he'll have a very small cameo in it. And it could be be him uh, either having an interaction with uh, uh, Selina or him trying to get Harley to stay away from Joker. Cares. Well, no, no, no. Think about it in the in the in the comics and in the animated series. He did take um kind of like a a fatherly type of of role to Harley because he felt as though he could get through to her. Well, to get her to stop insane, doing what he's doing. and obviously it's not it's not healthy for her to to be with him. Absolutely, and that's kind of what he tried to get through her head. Right, but that he was just using her. Yeah, basically. Maybe. I mean, and you kind of saw that a little bit when he went to go save her in Suicide Squad. And then her craziness came out. Instead right. of just being thankful that he decided to save her, right. her craziness came out. Well, that's exactly right. So, I mean... You yeah, right before he punched her right in her fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> punched the shit out of her. Yeah, she did try to stab him. Did, but, come on, man, that's armor. Someone shot Batman in the head and it didn't do anything. I would punch you too. I don't come on, I'm he sorry. He could have done something me. else. That was like a hardcore punch. That was, like, that was a punch you'd give pain, not Harley Quinn. Underwater? No, I wouldn't have that. That was a really no, Joel. If Batman came here and Look, punched you like that, there's underwater, a good chance she didn't break her nose. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, we don't know that, but um, Nick, so we're, we're we're fun. Uh, yeah, I think it's a cool image. I mean, I'm with you guys. I think that's that's pretty much all it is. Um, you know, like, can you just imagine, like, if we were, like, if we were actors and like we were like a fan of these characters as we are, and we were in that kind of role, and some photo like that came across, we'd be like. Dude, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna share that with my fans so they can see it. I wouldn't read any more into it than that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like I said, uh, that's why it wasn't news, and I didn't understand how everyone was running with it as it was news. It was just somebody that was just, you know, showing respect to somebody who did some really good. I don't even know if you can say artwork because it did look like two hot toys put together. So it was. Um, yeah. So it wasn't even. I artwork. remember that face. It wasn't even artwork. I guess it, unless you want to call it a piece of art, I don't know. But Dane, what are your thoughts? Technically, technically, I guess. Yeah. Now it is. Ahem. Ahem. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Let me get started on this. All right. Yeah, I think that 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 aspect completely agree with you. I I think that it was just nothing to even make a headline about. That's not my problem with this whole entire thing. Uh, we posted this twice on our page and it got the most crazy responses I've seen in a very long team. Stuff that makes YouTube comics looks normal and sane. Uh, but my whole thing is this. It's, we didn't get enough of Jared Leto as a Joker uh, to be able to give an accurate opinion, I don't think, on his portrayal as a whole. And a lot of people that make fun of 
the weird stuff he did on set to prep for the character, was it all necessary? No, it wasn't all necessary. A lot of it was just hype building stuff. But a large majority of the stuff that he filmed was not there. So I've heard a lot of negative stuff just right off the bat from Jared Leto, which just annoys the fuck out of me. Uh, most, mostly to do with the fact that, like, a lot of people, um, a lot of people assess a certain actor with that character of the Joker. And we're talking about Heath Ledger, obviously, a, a portrayal that I loved. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get through to ourselves. It's basically a Tom Waits impression. It's, mm-hmm. And not only that, he represented anarchy, where the character is a gangster who likes to kill people that represents chaos. So if you're going to say, well, no, it's not like Heath Ledger, then your whole comic, like, you knowing the character at least kind of goes out the window. And if that, that doesn't matter to you, that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying that. But just shut the fuck up sometimes. Like, my God. <laughs> and all I have to say is, is, is this. This does say that maybe, you know, the rumors that he was dissatisfied to the point where he doesn't want to come back is all just bullshit. Maybe it means absolutely nothing. But do we really have to use it as the trolls that come out and fucking keybang like a motherfucker? That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to go and smoke some crack in the corner and let you guys get back to the news. <laughs> no, I mean, Dane, I, I, completely, I completely agree. Um, it's to the point where anyone who knows the Joker, his obsession was Batman. Not anarchy, not chaos. Um, chaos is just something that came with it. But his obsession was Batman. Heath Ledger's obsession was anarchy. It was just pure chaos. And then it became Batman. And then it became Batman. Um, so he wasn't even following the storyline of Batman as how he became Joker. So by it's, no like, means, it's like comparing no apples to kiwis, following, you know? Right. By no means was Christopher Nolan following the, the comic mythos of how Joker and Batman, uh, you know, how that became. Right. So even in theory... He wasn't even creating the Joker. The Joker is just because you can't have anarchy as your main villain in the Dark Knight. Uh, well, in the Dark Knight, Joel, it wouldn't have hit. The Joker Joel is and Juan. You know what I love about the Nolan movies is that they were an interpretation off of comic lore, but it wasn't a comic book movie. If you took any of those characters as a Joker, as uh, you know, um, any of them basically, Two Face, and you just didn't have them have those weird paint jobs, and they were just gangsters. It could be a crime drama from any, you know, you know. That's basically what took out the prestige from The Dark Knight was the fact that they have that element because the Academy can't get over it, but it's just, I don't know. It's it's, it's very silly. Well, they I weren't mean, comic book films. Was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good rap representation is what I'm trying to say of the actual character. Him, or right. The Joker, that's that's so. what I was just about to say. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was just about to say that, um, it was never meant to be the comic mythos in any of the three movies yeah. that he created. Yeah. It was obvious. It was a more modern take yeah. on what he would, on what he thought Batman, Batman's story was. He stripped it down a lot. He too. stripped it down a lot. He yeah. stripped down the the League of of Assassins. Right. He stripped down the League of Shadows. In that movie. The League of Shadows. I'm sorry. Batman's no, fighting ability. Yeah. yeah. He, he stripped <laughs> down Al Al Ghul. He took out kicking. He took out kicking. Uh, Batman wasn't. You gotta really go. Good. You gotta go. Shoulder block. Shoulder block. Ha. Knee block. That's all you got. Right. 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 I, I remember the ha. No, well, I know to mention the detective low. skills as well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, I hate when people say this. When people go, you know, well, he was a detective. He wasn't. If you think about it, Fox was his detective. 
I was his detective no, no, the whole no, entire no. time. During, during the duration of the Christopher Nolan movies, I was his detective. I worked in the case. Either Fox or Alfred was handling the idea of being... My ship is. Because they showed it in Dark Knight and Batman Begins, his detective side. Not a lot. Tell me what his detective side was. Don't give me the bullet. Don't give me the bullet. He got the bullet. He got the bullet. You got to give him the bullet for Dark Knight. And Batman Begins, when he first gets there, that whole thing was detective. That's him as Bruce Wayne, But it's still him. Batman, Bruce Wayne is the same person. I'm saying I need to see you as a detective. Batman. I'm in the comics, the, Bruce was the, the beginning, so you gotta wait till he becomes Batman. Either way, you so then my issue is you're saying there was only two trilogies mm-hmm. that were him as a detective. Two parts. Well, Dark Knight Rises has its issues. He so, was not because you gotta remember, Dark Knight Rises was he was already not Batman. Right. You know so what I'm saying? What I'm saying is my only issue is that they stripped down right. the idea of him being a detective. But they showed it though. It's not like he Very wasn't a, he was a detective in there. Very right? little then. But That's they fine. showed it more than the old movies. For sure. Very little bit. Even though I'll they did that. that too, a little bit. I'll give you that. So I think, that's why I I think Keaton's Batman could whoop could whoop fucking Christian Bale's Batman's ass in two seconds. I don't know. They're both they're both all upper body. Like there's no <laughs> lower body. There was some kicking in the old the old movie. Yeah. He just did like they straight got up spin kicks. He just couldn't move his neck very much. Yeah, couldn't move his neck. But at least Bale's Batman can move his neck. That's true. But anyway, uh it's nothing. Where are the Batman drugs? We're the drugs. We all know Ben Affleck's the best Batman. But anyway, well, lead us in this uh, this Justice League news. Woo! All right, so Game of Thrones actor Michael McElhatton, it seems like, uh, is has been cast in Justice League. Well, apparently, um, he is in the beginning of the movie in some form. We don't know exactly who, but we may have some idea. I mean, at least my idea. Well, I think he made right. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. From uh, Game of Thrones. The, uh, yeah. One, he died. And if, spoilers, if they you don't like him. They all died. A lot of people die in Game of Thrones. Unfortunately, he did. Yeah. yeah, he plays <laughs> Bruce Bolton. Right. Um, the douchebag's um, father. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think, he, this is my, my own you know speculation. I think he's playing the human king, possibly, in the beginning of the movie. The human side of it, because I know it's Atlanteans. Uh, Amazonians, Amazonians and the humans, yep. and I think he might be on the human side. I don't know for sure. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm gonna go with Dane's theory. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high five. I don't know if they'll show him. That's a lot. I mean, I don't know. That may be cool. I, I mean, just think about it like this: we don't know um, when we're gonna see Dark Side because from what we heard, he's not in. He's not physically in this movie. Right. Um, like. You'll hear you'll hear from him, but it's not physically him. He's not a physical presence. Right, he's not a physical presence. So we don't know if they're gonna draw out the story of Dark Side, kind of like how I think they will. They might do with Manos. Yeah. So then introducing the High Father here, right, right, right. right. Introducing the High Father here could lead up something more in the second Justice League. But it's the same way. I don't like if you don't see Dark Side, I don't think you see High Father. Like that's how I feel. I mean, introducing the new guys, I think, is really cool, and I would love to see. And maybe we'll see hints of it. I just don't know if we'll get High Father in this movie. I mean, to be completely honest with you, that was the mindset I had going into BVS when I saw Steppenwolf. No fucking way you introduced Steppenwolf right Well, we didn't see it, technically. It was the ultimate edition that showed that. And, right, right, and right. And honestly, it's very hard to tell who the fuck that was. Well, <laughs> now that we know, all, yeah. all I'm saying is, if 
going into BVS, you would have never suspected we would have saw Seth. If you want to, you want to throw out something for BVS, the stream the fucking Parademons would have thrown a lot of people, and they did. <laughs> like, what the oh, fuck? Oh yeah, yeah, Parademons? absolutely. But to be fair, we saw the Parademons in the trailer. We did. Yeah, we but did. that but wasn't still, that much of a shock. We didn't know where or that. how. Absolutely, I'll yeah. give you that. And that that was definitely a um, Nick, what are your thoughts? Um, I like it. I mean, I I love. I mean, the cast surrounding Game of Thrones is is terrific. So, I mean, first, you know, we got Kieran Hines uh, as Steppenwolf. That announcement I was thrilled about. So this one I'm cool with just as well. I don't really, I don't really have an idea of who he might play. Um, but, I mean, whoever it is, I'm excited to see it because, you know, those Game of Thrones actors are just top, top notch. Exactly. That's where I'm at with it. What are your thoughts, Dane? Um, I'm... I think that he's playing Squirrel Girl. I think that he's definitely playing Squirrel Girl. <laughs> now that, that's a good one. I really, I actually like, I think that it makes a lot of sense if he is the human leader. I wanted um, High Father. I think that he would be a good person to play that role. But I am starting to think maybe they're going to hold off a little bit until they get, um, you know, George Miller to direct the New Gods movie and give us that that's whole entire amazing. thing. Oh. Yeah. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. But anyways, no, uh, they might show Apocalypse with the with the boom tubes coming off the planet, but I don't know if they're going to specifically go into anyone, I guess maybe except for Steppenwolf, to like introduce him into the story. So if that's the case, then yeah, I, w- I could see him being the leader of the humans, meeting up with uh, William Defoe's character for the Atlanteans, who's telling this story apparently. I'm pretty sure he narrates the uh, opening part, and then whoever the Amazon is, I guess that would probably be uh, Wonder Woman's mother, uh, Hippolyta. Yeah. I, know his, I fuck up her name. Hippolyta. 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 You give me one of the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> you give me one of the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> I had to correct you. When I watch Collider and they say Hippolyta, I want to smack my my my, my radio. <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those names, Joel. That like Joel, uh, that um, you know, I've been reading them. I've been reading them for such a long time that I have no idea. And like in my head, I can't think of another person's name in comic books. I love it when the movies come out because then I'm like, oh, that's how you pronounce their name. That makes a lot of sense. Well, the okay, gotcha. pronounced it as Hippolyta too. Um, yeah. Well, we can all agree. We can all agree as long as we get uh, Granny Goodness, we're, we're we're okay. That's who he's playing, Granny Goodness. Yeah, Granny Goodness. We figured it out. Um, no, no, no. So, that, be, that better be Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates needs to play Granny oh, Goodness. She would control that role. That's too perfect. Check the character out. She's evil. That's too perfect. That's too perfect. That is a good one. That's too perfect. That's too perfect. Um, all right. So let's move on to our next topic. Uh, Chad hey, Joanne. Was yes. that too perfect? Yes, it was too perfect. <laughs> um, Chadwick Boseman, gave us, Chadwick Boseman gave us a nice little treat uh, a few days ago, maybe yesterday, no, the day before, um, where he let us know they had a rap production on the Black Panther, a rap filming mm. on the Black Panther. Um, so I then made a post to let everyone know, look out for July 22nd for your teaser trailer of Black Panther. Why July twenty second? July twenty second is just the date that I am hearing that they are that they are aiming for. When's Comic Con? Uh, San Diego. July ish. July ish. Somewhere in so, July. Somewhere around July, you guys know that they will definitely 
be showing us some Black Panther. I have no doubt. Um, <laughs> and honestly, from what we've heard, movie's going to be insane. Insanely good. Insanely good, yes. Yeah. Insanely good. Yeah. Um, but Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on Black Panther wrapping up filming? Oh, man, I'm just so excited. Like, I can't wait to see this movie. Black Panther is my favorite Marvel character. So there's that. The cast looks just, it's just amazing. Um, so you, you combine those two elements. And I thought, as far as Civil War went, I, I thought Chadwick Boseman stole the show for, for that. I mean, you could kind of argue Spider-Man, certainly, because that was a huge reveal in Spider-Man, such, a, such an important character in the in the mythos uh, of and getting getting him back at Marvel is great, but I felt like as far as the actual film and the actual story, I thought Black Panther's arc was perfectly laid out, and they they developed it as almost a um, origin story within Civil War. So now we just get to go right into him being Black Panther, and uh, man, I'm just I'm just so excited. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I just want to take a quick second. Um, Joelle had the nerve to tell me <laughs> that they both stole the show. They did. Black Panther stole the shit out of that show. I'm sorry. Spider-Man was in there for like three hot seconds. They both did. And Black Panther kind of just did that damn thing. They, highlight, they put the cherry on that, on the toppings on there, on that, that movie for me. If anything, Spider-Man was the stem. Black Panther was the actual cherry. I'll take that. Yeah, like, like I said, <laughs> I, mean, I think... I think you can make an argument for they both stole the show just in very different ways. I think if you're talking about who actually stole the show for the movie, I think you got to say Black Panther there. Absolutely. Like I said, Spider-Man's a sim. The reason why I said he's a sim is because when you're eating a cherry, do you eat the sim? No, you pluck it out and throw that shit in the garbage. You just said he was crap. Yeah. Yeah. Are you seriously Black saying Panther. that about Spider-Man? Damn. Yeah, like, no, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. <laughs> um, but, Dane, what are your thoughts, Dane, what are your thoughts on uh, Black Panther wrapping up uh, its film? I'm pretty sure that means it's done. I think that they're done filming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next topic. No, I'm just joking. No, right. <laughs> uh, no I mean, it's it's the uh, the concept of – the fact that we know that it's that much closer to actually us watching it in a fucking theater, and I'm very excited about it. It's a movie that's going to be awesome. Uh, I really have huge faith in Marvel. This might be, I mean, I'm anticipating this because I've always been a big Black Panther fan. This might, this could surpass Winter Soldier as my favorite solo film. This could be rivaling, uh, you know, Avengers. I don't even know. I have no idea what we're going to get into, but it's an amazing only cast. Hope. So you can only hope. I mean, how scary is that though? Awesome, every time we watch a Marvel movie, we just go, yo, there's no way they can top Winter Soldier. And every movie comes, comes somewhat close after Winter Soldier. My solo film, um, that's my favorite, personally. I love Guardians. That's two, though. But, I mean, that's yeah. more of an ensemble as well. But, the, like, an actual right. solo film, it could it could outdo it. It could be my number one favorite. I don't know. It's, no, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Though. I wouldn't call Civil War a solo. <laughs> Civil War wasn't really a solo. Yeah. But, I mean, think about it. it. Winter really, Soldier yeah. wasn't really either. Well, it's more so than Civil War. Way more so than Civil War. But that's uh, the thing. I don't think any of them are really going to be solo films anymore. Like, no, not, Nick, not the same way that we think of them. Some of them will. Right, Nick, that's we talked true. about that, though. They shouldn't be. No, I agree. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they should. Yeah, we should get away from solos. But um, let's move on to another topic that I know we're definitely going to geek out about. 
Um, all right, so Kevin Feige was interviewed. Um, yes, he was. You know, so happens to, to to you know dive into those things. Um, he said things will be different after Avengers: Infinity War. Not exactly Phase Four. That is very vague. Yes, <laughs> but very informative also. So we got two things out of that. One, Infinity War, and uh. Uh, Avengers 4 will not be filming back to back. Right. Uh, Infinity War is going to be its own entity mm-hmm. that that films this year, and then Infinity, I mean, then Avengers 4 will film either next year or the year after. Right. Whatever they decide. It'll be its own thing. Now, apparently. now before I pass it, I want to say a few things. One, I want to say everyone who was fine with that are hypocrites. Here's why. Fine with what? Uh, with the idea of them filming back to back. Do you guys remember when that horribly fake rumor came out? that Justice League 1 and 2 would be shot back-to-back, and oh. one would be released at the end of that year, and then the other one would be released the mid the year oh, that after. That was the rumor. Yeah. That was the rumor. You remember that? I do remember. Remember how that. everyone flipped this off? Why would you do that? I didn't. No. I know. I know. No, no, not know, you. Not you, but, you know, the, the, the general public. Yeah. And when this news of Infinity War filming back-to-back came out, everyone was just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different, but I understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm I know it's it's, yeah, it's vastly almost, different, but yeah, I'm just Justice saying it's the first ensemble right. movie, right? Big ensemble, right? And this is like the last two. Not really. I last, get but. I get a little nervous anytime anything films back to back, especially when there's no need to. Right. And with Infinity War and Avengers Four, there's just no need to, uh, mainly because you know you kind of want to let it breathe in between. Especially yeah. the actors themselves. Let them breathe in between. Really as connected as we thought. Exactly. You know? And another thing I wanted to, to touch on, I'm saying things will be different after Inven- Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that means it gets darker. I'm hoping... <laughs> oh, we're switching sides. Um, you know, DC I'm hoping it gets... DC goes light, Marvel <laughs> goes dark. Not that dark. Like, not Daredevil dark. Oh, my just God. Like darker for the MCU. <laughs> um, and also, he said... Um, he did say, you know, how it would change things for the idea of Phase 4. Right. And how also maybe going forward it might not be a phase-to-phase type of thing. Right. I love him saying that. It means whatever happens at the end of Infinity War, mm-hmm. that completely changes the complexity of the MCU. Right. It might change the reality of the MCU to where it's not a phase-to-phase Whoa. thing. But if it's a reality change, does that mean the Avengers fail? Yes, it could very well. It could very well. What about Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange could also be a huge. He's also a giant fuck up. That's all I'm hearing. Well, he is. Um, I mean, unless he goes to Thanos to bargain, then we're good. Reality. Um, no, I I I do highly believe Flashpoint all over again. Right, I do highly believe that what he means by that is they won't be going by the idea of a face to face anymore. Like we won't have a face. Like, he won't go face-to-face anymore. Um, and the idea of sure. the Avengers changing could be there's death. It could be, Possibly. you know what I'm retirement. saying? It could be retirement. It could be a multitude of things. But I want to go to you, Nick. What is your thoughts on the Kevin Feige news of the MCU? Man, he is just, like, the king of, like, throwing out just tiny little details just to get us all fucking hyped and talking. Uh, I mean, he's the best at it. I mean, that's that's what he does. Um, as far as the, the going away from the phase system, I mean, it just depends. It'll depend on, uh, like, 
how what that means, like how exactly, like if it, if they do go the route of kind of what you were saying, Juwan, I I would be cool with that, especially because what what we might, what I'm thinking we might get is we might get just uh, smaller kind of smaller stories, which has been kind of hinted at before, with like le- more personal, less of a of a, a galactic sort of threat. Um, so if we if they do go that route, then they don't really necessarily have to do it in a phase system. Um, they can just kind of keep making movies, get get certain actors in for certain movies when they can, you know, work it out with the actors and that kind of thing. Um, and it, of course, uh, like if they decide to go darker, I would love that. I mean, uh, I think if I were to pick one problem that I do have with the MCU. It wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be the they're not dark enough, but I feel like they're very cookie cutter, and and the what I mean by that is that the the there's this just connected tone between every single movie where I think if they allow themselves to be a little bit different, um, take a few more risks, um, allow a property that maybe should be a little darker to be a little darker, and I'm basically thinking about like Doctor Strange. Like, I think Doctor Strange was a really good movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. But I think there were aspects of it that they could have, um, had they had they gone balls to the wall with it, they could have made it better. Um, so I, I'm, that's kind of what my biggest hope is, is that they just, they let the the tone of each film kind of be dictated by the story instead of dictated yeah, no. by the overall connectivity. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, and that's one thing I think DCEU should be looking at. Um, your stories don't have to depend on each other. Um, what they are. Right, right. They shouldn't have to depend on each other. Like, when Aquaman, or, or I'll say this, when Wonder Woman comes out, like, we don't need a post-credit scene that links Wonder Woman to Justice League. Like, right. she's in Justice League. That's pretty much that's, that, Right, that's all we need. We don't need anything. We don't need any connective tissue. Um, and that's what solo movies moving forward to do. And I think Kevin Feige was kind of alluding to that, that he wants to make sure that these movies aren't dependent on each other anymore. Oh, yeah. They're their own entities. Because think about it. At the end of the day, like, think about Thor Ragnarok, right? Now, I guess someone would say we need, like, an end credit scene kind of giving us an idea on, you know, the Infinity Stones and Thanos and all that. Sure. But if you really think about it, we don't need that. Because we have no idea what Infinity War shows us. If Kevin Feige did say Josh Brolin has, has started shooting some of his stuff at Thanos, in his beginning, the opening of it, I think he said amazing. I think he said something else, though, but I'm paraphrasing. He was like, epic. Right. His first few words are epic. His first few moments are epic. So, you know, it could be him going out to go Easter egg hunting for a stone. Right. So Floyd doesn't necessarily have to lead into any Infinity War related because we know that's the next that's the next step. Right. It's like Black Panther shouldn't be dependent on, I need something that lets me know Infinity Wars come out a few months later. Right. No, you don't. I you just know Black it. Black Panther more than even Thor should be on it. Be more excited Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, and, and any, also not to mention, like, when you when you start getting as many films deep as we are, like, if they can wrap this kind of, like, phase three up and you have the first three phases, going forward, you may not want to piggyback so much off of uh, what the other previous phases had had built to, because that would have come to a conclusion, and it makes it easier for people who are just getting into the genre at any particular time to feel more 
immersed in each film and not feel like they've already missed so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you, and I mean, because Marvel's deep now as far as their movie universe, right. and fans should never have to feel like, oh, I have to watch this to kind of understand this. Right. You know what I'm saying? You should never really mm-hmm. have to, to, to feel it's as though. cool as a fan. Yeah, it's not. But if you're you not a fan, on. like think about if you're trying to get a friend into into these movies, right. and he's like, watch dude, I'm not. Yeah, years. and he's like, but, dude, I'm not going to sit here and watch from 2008 all the way to 2017. Mm-hmm. Then you're not a fan, right? No, but if you're just trying to get him interested in it, he should feel like if I see a couple movies, I should be like, all right, I get the gist of this. You know, I, you know, I'm a fan going forward. Um, Bane, what are your thoughts? Well, I have actually a couple thoughts for this um, because I mean we've been speculating for a while what they're going to be doing uh, next after Infinity War. So once again, Kevin Feige, like we're saying, comes up and like says two words and runs away. So we get to, like, analyze it and go crazy. Uh, but, all right, so he's basically saying, he was talking to, to uh, Frosty Weintraub from Collider, and he basically was saying that things are going to be different after Infinity War. He made it sound like it's tonally, so I think that we're right on that aspect, and that Phase 4 is not exactly going to be there. Uh, so from that concept, that breakdown, what I'm hoping is like what you guys are saying a lot uh, about, like, the more self-contained stories. But uh, besides that, we got to realize that the contracts for a lot of the major characters are going to be done by then. So I think the focus to the team is going to be shifted. And I think that a lot of, with openings for people to come back, obviously, uh, if they would like to later on and stuff like that, but I think they're going to try to keep on focusing us towards Black Panther and Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel a little bit. And also do secondary uh, characters. Next one's in line. Get them ready. Spider-Man's also a part of that group of people going forward. So I think it's going to be a change like that. If you guys, you know, if you read comic books, a lot of times with Marvel and DC, they'll have this huge event that happens every, like, five years. And in between that, they have a lot more smaller stories that associate. They don't have to necessarily go against space. Sometimes it's just like a criminal empire. Sometimes it's, it's still a group effort, but it's much more condensed. I think they should do that. Um, and like I said, I would like this, uh, the younger ones, uh, the younger characters to come forward. You know, you have your Ironheart, you have a female Thor, you can do uh, Winter Soldier as, as Captain America. Falcon can still have that costume too, and he, or he can become Captain America. I don't care. Try different aspects and keep on going forward. I don't think they should reboot, though. I think that would be a horrible blow for the comic book films. And honestly, right now with Fox building everything and kind of doing a good job pushing forward – and DC still trying to work itself out. I don't think Marvel needs to start from zero and just like I, I don't think it, it means it's a reboot, but I hope that's not what it means. That I don't want. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool article. And just to let you guys know, um, apparently he said uh, to Frosty that Josh Whedon called for his approval to do the Batgirl movie. And of course, Kevin said, of course, you know, it, you know, he was like, what are you talking about? Don't call me for that. But like, just like, just let that type of aspect out about this story. It's really cool. And um, as Joel let me know not too long ago, just so everyone's clear, Kevin Feige said there's nothing in contracts for characters to play characters in DC or Fox films if they're in a Marvel movie. So now that's been right out of the horse's mouth. So all that bullshit, that is bullshit. That's all I got now. I'm done. (laughs) Word. I mean, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, um, yeah, Josh Whedon doing that, I think, was to make sure Kevin Feige knew that he still had interest 
Pro. Right, right. Pro to pro, yeah. and that he did have, and he wanted to leave the door open for him to come back to Marvel one day. I mean, because him doing Batgirl doesn't mean that he's now DC's property. Right. He can film Batgirl one and maybe two if they do it two, right. and then go back to Marvel and do a, a, a Black Widow. Yeah, film. all these, you know what these I'm directors are not directly tied to just right. Marvel either. Absolutely. So I mean, him doing that was professional courtesy, That's and it was. was, and it was leaving the door open right. because we did think that the relationship between the two was a little muddy right. because of the whole Age of Ultron thing. Right. Um. So this was Kevin Feige publicly letting everyone know. I have no issues with, with with Josh. He's family. If he wants to come back home, he knows to come back home. But if he wants to venture out and do some stuff for him, so more than welcome. welcome. Right. Oh, that was really. Well, I just, I just, I just like, I like, I like little approvals of of Marvel and DC, like that being the fans and stuff. Like the the thing that happened with Jop Jones and um, what you call it, uh, uh, James Gunn the other day on Twitter, like squashing a Marvel versus DC argument just for the heck of it. Like that's that's awesome. That proves that the fans are crazy. It's 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 like Marvel and DC might as well be the Democratic and Republican parties, where they don't give a well, shit about the fucking people that are are for them. They're just making money and going forward and doing whatever the fuck they want. Now the people though act like just insane. That's that's all I gotta say. Well, it's I mean, honestly, culture. honestly, mainly because Phil O'Reilly. It's just <laughs> it's just a role to them, and to us, it's everything. They don't take yeah. it serious because they're just getting paid to get in costume. They don't necessarily adore, you know, the character as much as we do. They might grow to, um, but not all of them are huge fans. Like I tell you guys all the time, Brie Larson didn't even know who the hell Captain Marvel was. <laughs> she thought she was stepping on Chris Evans' toes. Oh. And the reporter had to tell, like, no, they're, they're two separate people. And she was like, oh, shit, really? Oh, okay. So, you know, they, they don't all, they're not all in the know. And I mean, Marvel and DC, the actors, they take playful shots at each other. Do you know how often Jason Momoa and these guys have fuck Marvel shirts on? Well, they say it out loud. Oh, yeah. Right. There's Anthony Mackie on his side. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all Wait playful. Wait until the rock gets out playful. there, man. Oh, yeah. It's all playful because we know how, we know the, the bromance Henry Cavill and Chris Evans have gone on. Yep, yep. So, we know it's not, it's not real at all. And then the playfulness of Ezra Miller, like, I can't sign your Agents of Shield poster. Give me something else. I'll sign that, but I can't do that, and you know why. Uh, it's playful shots, but by no means do any of them hate the other. Right. They need each other, like we've stated uh, all, all the time. They they're dependent on each other. Right. If one fails, it kind of you know muddies the water for for the others. So right. you don't ever want the other to fail. Um, it screws it up for us because then we can't talk about it. Absolutely, and that's what our market is. Um, you can like both. It's exactly, okay. you can like both. Um, let's get into. We got some early reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy two. No, did we? And yes, we did. <laughs> and they are as pleasant as to be expected. Right. Um, I did hear from a couple people that they didn't think it was as good as the first. Uh-huh. But the first was such a shock factor because no one outside of diehard comic book fans knew who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were. So it was like you had no expectations. You had no expectations because you never heard of these these guys. There was a tree that could talk, a raccoon who swore he wasn't a raccoon who could talk. It was just a really fun idea that James Gunn was given the keys to to completely blow the doors off uh, with, and he struck gold with it. And the second one, I think people were trying to hold to the first one. And you never want to do that. Uh, the second movies usually do always do one or two things. They do better than the first, or they never live up to the first. Right. Um, 
So some people were saying it just didn't live up to the first, but that's to be expected. I wouldn't go into it hoping for it to do that. Right. I need it to be its own thing. I need to leave going, wow, this is really good. Well, I heard it was more of the same. Right. That's what I heard, basically. Right. Which is fine. I'm mean, I'm excited for it because I, for a while, I've only heard good things. I mean, right. there are some people here and there that, like you said, mm-hmm. they just didn't feel like it lived up to the first. Right. And it kind of had its issues here and there, but it was it's mainly it's still a good movie. I haven't heard anyone, heard anyone say it's bad. No, 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 that know? I haven't heard either. I just heard the it didn't live up to the first one. I was maybe expecting more, but no one left going, "Wow, this was like Spawn." You know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, no one did that. No one did that. that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? I do know you are a uh, very huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. What are your thoughts on the uh, early uh, reviews? Uh, yeah, man, I I am really, really happy that the reviews are positive. And I've kind of seen that as well. And and you know what? I kind of expect that, too. Um, I'm just like you, you, especially like you said, when you hit lightning in the bottle with the first one. No, zero expectation. And then it's as good as it is, and it's my favorite uh, MCU movie, personally. Um, it, it It's almost impossible to, like, meet that expectation and I'm not expecting it to meet that expectation. I'm I'm honestly I'm kind of just hopeful for it to be, you know, in that in that realm of Civil War, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, like it's going to be really hard for for any of these MCU movies and I'm I'm always optimistic that, you know, the next one's going to surprise me. But uh you know, the top three for me of Guardians, Avengers, and Winter Soldier, they're just so good. And so you shouldn't – I don't think you're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're going into them thinking, oh, well, this is going to be as good as those or better. Like, just go into it hoping that it's good, and then if it is that good or better, like, great. Um, and I, I have no um, no doubt in my mind that it will be a very, very solid, fun movie. I mean, the MCU itself kind of it kind of flip flops. Like, there's some MCU movies that the first one is the better out of the three, um, uh, and then there's some that the second is the better out of the three. Okay. Um, right. So you know, like I thought, Dark World was better than the first one. Sure. Even no. though I think they're both, I think they're both horrible. I, I, I could I could watch the second one way more times than I could watch the first one. I like both. I disagree. The first one, I think the first oh, one. You're so bad. <laughs> Both of you, Nick and Joel. Uh, yeah, I do think the first one's a little Dude, it's just better. more fun. Like, first one like sucks. Thor, like Thor, you get to see the the really cool character arc of Thor. There's not a lot of action in it, which I think is one of the big, like, you know, downfalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, the, the fuck is Thor's eyebrows story, in that damn the story movie? Of redemption is really Somebody good. Me and and where is his eyebrows? So fucking funny in the first one. Where are his eyebrows? Damn it. Eyebrows. Thor two is better. Trial and error, Dean. Yeah, trial and error. That was come a long way from Um, but no, but like I said, it's very hard. Excuse me. For example, after Iron Man one, that was such an unexpectedly good movie. Everyone went into Iron Man two like, yo, this has to be better, and it wasn't. And then Iron Man two was let down from Iron Man two a lot. No, no, no. By no I means am I saying that was a horrible movie. I was just saying it wasn't better than the first. No, it wasn't. Yeah, so you have... And that is undoubtedly have, true. Right. And, <laughs> you know, Doctor Strange, the first one, 
I liked it, but I'm thinking Doctor Strange. I'm sorry, Doctor Strange the first one. I'm sorry, Doctor Strange the first one. I liked it, but I'm I'm I feel as though the second one's gonna be uh, way better than the first. It what? Oh, yeah. we're talking about uh, of Doctor Strange. For Doctor Strange, I'm yeah, about, you're probably you're probably right. The second one, yeah. uh, it's possible you're right. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you. Hey, do you guys right. remember Ant Man? Because I don't. Yeah, neither. I forgot to even mention that. Man, I like that. Y'all need to stop sleeping on Ant Man. That is a great movie. It's a great movie. It was pretty good. I just haven't seen it since I saw the bad thing is the bad thing is I didn't sleep on it and I wanted to. It was just not a good movie. It was a good movie. Oh man, it's such a good movie. And 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 also it has bar none the best supporting character in Luis. Luis is just (laughs) yeah awesome, dude. He was awesome. Yeah. What's the ice cream place that they worked at? Oh, uh, Baskin Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, Baskin that's Robbins right. I wanted everything. some right after. Baskin Robbins always finds out, bro. Batman was one of my top Marvel movies, honestly. So we did get. Oh, yeah, damn, I'm it's sorry. like what number four or five for me. Yeah, it's up there. That's crazy. Four, wait, hold on. Four or five? Well, maybe it's lower. Yeah. But it's yeah. That's high as shit. But I do like it that much. Okay, that's fine. I'm not arguing. Yeah, that. I mean, four honestly, five? I. I got. I gotta say, like, I prefer Ant Man to uh, Civil War. Like, I I like Ant Man that much. I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna end the show early tonight, guys. Thank I'm you for everyone who listened in. Well, we'll be point. back next week. I love Civil War. It's my. It's probably my favorite Marvel. I'll tell you this. I'll you tell know what's really great about Civil War? Ant Man. Unlike Ant Man. Uh, right? Giant no, Man. I, Nick. I'll say this, Nick. I'll say this in all honesty. Ant Man does make my top ten. Never will it ever make my top five. Ever. Damn. Ever come it close. Was, it wasn't my top five, but it's, it's dropped. Since. It'll never come close to my top five. Top ten, yes, but not top five. I did like it. But, Dane, yeah, what are your thoughts on the... Um... It's, I, I think it's five for me. Like, just behind Iron Man and the aforementioned Big Three. Oh, maybe we should just do top ten Marvel. <laughs> right? We should do top ten Marvel. Nick, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Dane, what are your thoughts on the early reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Oh, I left. This is actually a double that's uh, here to let you guys know that Dane left. The uh, voicemail will be now done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think it's going to be a good movie, man. I, 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 the, the first one was awesome. Uh, I don't really care if it's fucking as good as the first one. That, like like you guys keep on saying, it's, it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, there's just original ideas that when you first see them, you're just like, what the hell is this? But it's in a good way. Sometimes it's in a bad way. Um, so you find those on the internet late at night at YouTube. Anyways, but the whole point being is that I think this is, is going to be a good movie. And if it's not as good as the first one, whatever. Come on. We, we can still enjoy it and get on the uh, train and join all our favorite characters. I can't wait to find out about the old Guardians of the Galaxy characters in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm strapped and on board. I love Guardians. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I'm going to have Joel tell us what the other news coming out of Guardians of the Galaxy is. And no, and no, we're not talking that Miley Cyrus BS. Let's talk some actual news. Uh, Her vagina's playing Eternity. All right, here we go. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Aside from the reviews, we got a lot of different spoilery news. So if you're listening and you don't want to be spoiled, this is the time to not listen. Because we were going to, we're going to go with some spoilers. But before I get into the spoilers... We're going to go to the Adam Warlock story. Warlock was in the original Guardians of the Galaxy 2 script. 
but was originally uh, eventually cut out because they just felt it wasn't necessary for this movie. Hold on, can I can I just be specific on what James uh, James Gunn said? He thought Samantha's character what? was better suited for this she, movie. She fit more organically. Than Adam Warlock, and he's full of shit. But as long as he's in the third one, I'm. I can't hey, argue with him. She is a celestial Madonna, man. She's a badass. Fuck her. I don't, her. I don't see why. You gotta hate on that tech quote, sure. but whatever, you know, whatever. Adam Warlock will be there eventually, obviously. Uh, there's a chance we'll be getting him in, in Volume Three. It seems like that seems. I think that's official now. He'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. He got cut out of Volume Two. Sorry, Adam. We will see you soon. Um, whatever. The big news, though. So this is the spoily stuff. As you know, Sylvester Stallone is, is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, playing apparently. Oh, you know, <laughs> he's apparently playing <laughs> he's apparently playing Sakar O'Gord, who is obviously Starhawk. But he's not the only form obviously Starhawk, if you don't know, is an is an original Guardian of the Galaxy. From like the old days. Like the original Guardians. Because this new cast that we're watching is 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 a newer is a newer bunch that they made the movie out of. But mm-hmm. uh, whatever his name is, Sakar is an original. It looks like he's not the only original, because obviously uh, Yandu is also an original. But the rest of the team is in the movie. So, we also got word. Obviously, we know Michael Ros- Rosenbaum is somebody. It's more than likely he's going to be some somebody in the movie. We don't know. I have no official word on who Rosenbaum actually is playing, and they haven't released it. I'm hearing now Martin X, but we've heard other names. Like, originally we heard we thought it was Nova, because that's what Juwan was saying, which I still would love that to be the case. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case anymore. We've heard Vance Astro at some point. Don't know if that's going to be the case. Well, I've heard, so I forget what the, the red fucking lizard alien magician thing is. Uh, Krugar, I think his name is or whatever. Apparently he was, that was a name they threw out for him, but we don't know exactly who Rose and Mom is playing. But the other names that they did officially name was uh, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames is playing Charlie 27. That's cool. I did not expect to see Charlie That's Ving so awesome. Ding Reigns was playing Charlie 27. That one threw me off. I did not expect to see that, but that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Michelle Yeoh, I'm not sure. She's in these, uh, she's a, I don't know exactly sure for what movie she's in, but she's playing Aletta O'Gord, which is actually um, uh, Starhawk's um, other, his female counterpart. I don't know if it's as good. Sometimes they play it off as his wife, but they kind of live in, it's sort of like in Legion. If you watch Legion, you know the guy and the girl live in the same body, kind of. It's like that. Yeah. That's that really. It's really weird how that works out. But uh, apparently, oh, there it is. All right. So Krugar is in the in the in the movie in some capacity. They, I've heard that he might be that might be Rosenbaum's character, but I don't know for sure. Then of course, Mainframe is the other one that they mentioned was in the movie, and apparently that is Miley Cyrus's character, who she's actually just the voice of Mainframe. That's that's the biggest thing. Where, where are you guys getting from this? How do you guys feel about this news? Well, you had me all the way up to you said Miley Cyrus. It's just a voiceover, and it's probably just a post-credit scene. One of the five. <laughs> Did we say that? Did we mention that there's like five post-credit scenes? Five post-credit scenes, and I guarantee oh my none God. of them have anything to do with Infinity War. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Five? Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Nick, what's up? Man, I, I love it. Like, A, my my biggest thought about this, like, announcement as far as the casting is how Yondu, I'm thinking Yondu has to be, like, the connecting factor between all of these parties. Because, obviously, he knows Quill. He is one of the original members of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics, so I think that they would make that connection in the films. 
Um, that is the so I'm really that is. yeah. So I'm really interested to see how he how they tie it all together, and if he is indeed the linchpin to kind of tie in the old guardians with the new guardians, um, and just where they will all go going forward. Like I mean, it, it's awesome news. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a Miley Cyrus hater, so I'm totally fine with her being a, a, a voice uh, of mainframe. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, whatever. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm excited, man. I think, it, I think it's going to be awesome. I got and an actual quote. credit scenes is awesome, too. Yes. Do you guys want to hear the quote from Kevin Feige about this, uh, the, the classic Guardian? You guys yeah. down for that? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So Kevin Feige says they're definitely the original Guardians. That was the fun of it. And when James had the idea to do more with the Yandu, who is also an original Guardian, there was the notion that he had a team once, like Peter does now. That'd be fun to see them and Bing Reigns is definitely Charlie Twenty Seven. He actually said that out loud during the interview, which is crazy. Um, where you see them in the future time will tell. Uh, and then James Gunn said. With all the post-credit scenes in this movie, they're all funny and fun, and most of them are to be hoped to see continue on in the MCU. Whether that's a supporting role in future movies or whatever, I think it would be great to see those things and those characters show up. He also goes on to say, well, you can read the credits. So, right, I mean, yeah, Ving Rhames is Charlie 27. Michelle Yeoh is uh, an enormous fan from – I'm an enormous fan of hers. I'm a big fan of the 90s Hong Kong films. She's a very wonderful person, and she's Aletta O'Gord, who is uh, the other star- Starhawk, the female Starhawk. And they asked about the red guy that they saw, red, red alien guy. He's not in the credits. He's like, should I say it? And it, that's Krugar, and, and then Mainframe is the last one. Have you told anyone who Mainframe is? And I said, like, I haven't told anyone. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and then he asked, should we? He's like, oh, yeah, I think I actually told one person, so it's going to get out there eventually. And eventually did, and we found out it was Miley Cyrus. So that, that was his quotes. So, Dane, what are your thoughts on that? I, I I like it. Um, I mean, I know this is gonna sound kind of cheesy, uh, but Michael Rosenbaum, I'm glad he's a part of it. But I still would have liked him for Nova or um, Adam Warlock. I kind of wish all of them were action heroes, like '80s action heroes, because then you would have Michael Rook, Sylvester Stallone, Bing Rhames, could have thrown another person for each other character. Like, I guess Bruce Willis would have to be one of them. He could be, uh, you know, uh, Charlie or not Charlie. Fantastro Astro or something like that with the costume on. I like this. I, I think this is really cool that we're going to see the original Guardians. I didn't think they were going to go in that direction. Um, it's cool that Stallone's one of them, and I'm hoping they still meet Ego the Planet because we've got to have, like, the, uh, you know, the crossover between Kurt Russell and Stry- Sly Stallone, you know? It's got to happen. we got to see Ego, right? we got to see Ego in planet form. <laughs> in planet form is very important. How does a planet very- have sex with a woman? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, it's his human. He can form. also be human, also. Yeah. His uh, human, whatever they call it. I don't even know how they're gonna explain it, but it's something. It's like, it's like a pod. <laughs> it's weird. The better, the better question too pod? is: Did is did uh, did Star Lord's mom <laughs> die because of like having him? Like w- like when she came into contact with Ego, and obviously they made a baby. Is that what gave her her illness? Oh, Ego's, oh. Ego's alien dick gave her cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. That shit is some fucking radiation, man. It yeah. took a, took a little time, took like eight years, but it eventually killed her. That's true. That's a way to look at it, that's, I guess. That's like a weird way, but a way to look at it. If Superman banged <laughs> Lois, you'd rip her in half. I mean, think about it. He's got, you know, go really easy. He has banged Lois. Yeah. <laughs> what if? What, what if? 
What if the Hulk turned Hulk while hulking, you know? <laughs> Quite the thought. How'd she die? I hulked out on her. <laughs> My oh, she's just all over the room in pieces. I mean, it's not really sucks. <laughs> Um, all right, so Dane, I want you to take us away with this. Um, I think it's the oh Fox's uh, schedule. Fox's uh, schedule. Yeah. Do it. All right, so so X Men. So we got we got uh we got titles sort of, and we got some release dates for uh for Fox. All right, so now the movie's gonna be called. Hey guys, guess what the X Men movie's gonna be called with Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark Phoenix. All right. All right. But that one comes out November 2nd. November 2nd, 2018. Uh, It follows New Mutants, which arrives on April 13th, 2018. And the highly anticipated sequel of Deadpool 2, which will hit in the summer of June 1st of 2018. And uh, they were – this website I was reading on was was just saying that X-Men 7 – it's going to have to do really well because it's going to be coming up right next to Mulan, the live action movie. Uh, so when it, when it releases, so hopefully it could try to like move maybe, but uh, we got some definite dates. They're going the next level. Uh, they named the movie exactly what the fuck everyone thought it was going to be named, but whatever that's news. <laughs> but I'm very excited about all this. Uh, I can't wait to see his movies. I think that I'm really still really apprehensive of Simon Kinberg. I know it hasn't been confirmed that he's definitely directing, but the fact that they're thinking about letting him direct that movie, I would not do that personally. But, you know, New Mutants and Deadpool 2 sounds amazing, and I, of course, can't wait for X-Force whenever that happens. But, um, uh, Nick, you hear this. Does it it bring out your anticipation for some X-Men films? Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm actually 100% with you. I'm like super, super hyped for Deadpool 2. I'm very intrigued by New Mutants and, and if that is going to connect to um, Logan, which I think they set it up so that it could or where it's going to fit in with everything. Um, so I'm very, I'm very high on that. I think, uh, I, I think the, the people that they have working on that sound really good. Um, so I'm very interested to see where they take that. But I'm also, I'm with you, I'm apprehensive about Dark Phoenix. Um, honestly, I don't know if X, X-Men Dark Phoenix or X-Men Supernova is a worse title, um, first of all. Um, but We're secondly, uh, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but secondly, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not, I think one of the biggest weaknesses of the X-Men films um, when you when you look at them uh, over all of them over over time is is kind of Simon Kinsberg. Um, I'm just I'm I, I and not to say that all of the the X Men films that he's written have been bad. There's been a lot of good ones, um, but nevertheless, I think I want to see more fresh takes with new people writing these scripts, new people taking the reins. Um, so with that in mind, I'm really excited for. Deadpool to continue to see what they do with New Mutants, and I'm just cautiously optimistic as it pertains to Dark Phoenix, and especially because I don't, I still don't feel like they've set up enough uh, to go Dark Phoenix yet. Like it, the Phoenix saga is such a long saga, and I'm not one of those guys who's like it's got to be just like the comics, but it, it's it's got to take from them and and make it you know, make it something to where there's a natural progression. And the Phoenix saga should be a three-movie saga in and of itself. You should have Phoenix, then you should have how that 
uh, character interact, how Jean Grey uh, with Phoenix interacts with the Hellfire Club, and then have Dark Phoenix be the third one and have it be a trilogy. And I just don't, I don't think you can cram all that in one movie. Probably won't. Yeah, and if it, and if anything, X Men Two, uh, X Two kind of set up at least to me way better for a Phoenix movie to follow it, which it obviously didn't do well then. Apocalypse, because I know we just got like a little flash of her power, but I completely agree with you. I mean, you're taking the Shar Empire, you're taking the Hellfire Club. If you're going to do it right, or, you know, not like the last time where you put it in a giant forest, and I don't even know what the fuck happened in X-Men 3. They killed off Cyclops <laughs> and Professor X in the first fucking hour. That is it. But what I agree with you, Nick, is... What I agree with you, Nick, is that, you know, this is like comic books. After a while, you need to get a new writer and a new artist off the title to freshen it up. You know, Brian Singer's been there forever. Him and Simon Kimberg both collectively have done their fair share of good and a couple things that didn't work that well. It, that, Brian Singer should not be the only one leaving. Simon should probably be doing that too. Get some fresh blood in there <laughs> and get us to where it all meets up, where, where, where we can just start doing this again. Uh, before I pass it to Joel, I also just want to say that I am now obsessed with the concept of uh, – damn it, now I forgot the actor's name. Daryl playing Wolverine, but that's just for the hell of it. Norman Reedus? Norman, Norman Reedus. Anyways, Joel, how do you feel about this news? Uh, this is awesome. Cause, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to all three, even though probably like everyone else, I'm more than apprehensive about our Phoenix um, because mainly, you know, Apocalypse didn't work out like I wanted, even though I still kind of enjoyed certain aspects of it. I'm curious to see where it goes. That's the most, I'm probably the most curious about that, because I have no idea what to expect, more so than even the ones I've never seen, like New Mutants, which is, it's not good in, in, in a way, because like, even though I don't know what to expect from New Mutants, I have an idea, and Josh Boone's been pretty uh, vocal about his love for it, and the story, and the characters probably more than likely being in it, even though they haven't officially announced the, the cast yet. Um, but I guess to start, New Mutants is officially the first movie we're going to be getting, right? That comes out in uh, April or something like that? Yes. April 13th, mm-hmm. and then Deadpool 2, and then X-Men Dark Phoenix. So, Same year. at the very least, we'll probably get a good start to Fox's X-Men run <laughs> before the end of the year if X-Men Dark Phoenix doesn't do well. We'll know We'll know if, we'll know if Deadpool is the only successful franchise they'll still have. And that'll be completely terrible if that's the truth. Even though I love Deadpool. I mean, you can't just live off of one, no. especially after finish, finishing off the Wolverine, who who knows how long will be till we see him again. You know? So I hope that Norman Reedus will be awesome, Sorry. even though he's kind of old now, too. Um, <laughs> New Mutants and X-Men. I, 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 just, I hope it's good. I just, I just want to hear more about it. I want to know more about the story, and I need to know more about the cast. And who's actually directing Dark Phoenix would be nice, too. Go on. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. <laughs> um, New Mutants, I have no I idea about it. Shit no, 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 no. I'm not call. always negative. Dramatic Um, no. Crap. All <laughs> oh, shit. No. Um, New Mutants, I'm excited for. Those are one of the things I always tell you guys, whenever I don't know about a project, I either have to see an official first photo mm-hmm. or a trailer mm-hmm. to kind of go, okay, yeah, this is either going to be something I'm interested in or not. Yeah. But I'm not going to rag on something I don't know. No. I'm not going to be like, it's Fox, it's shit, don't go see I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of those guys. Uh, New Mutants definitely could be could be uh, something I enjoy. I am one of the few who enjoyed aspects of Apocalypse. 
I did too. Um, yeah, I didn't hate Sophia it. Turner being one of the main ones that I enjoyed the most. Sophie, Sophie Turner, yeah. Um, the Phoenix. Sophie Turner. I'm sorry, I thought it was Sophia Turner. Sophie Turner. I'm, I apologize. Sophie. I'm butchering her name. Um, also, uh, the Phoenix Saga. I agree with Nick, but for different reasons. Uh, it's something I think they they would be able to handle. I just think they haven't even really given us Jean Grey for we're now venturing into her as um, the Phoenix. Um, so to me, it's just rushed. And anything that's rushed isn't the best quality. So that's what worries me. Um, if if it wasn't necessary, like if the movie had ended uh, kind of like the way X2 ended, yeah, but I, I wouldn't have any issues. We did get the, a glimpse of the Phoenix in Apocalypse. It didn't end that way, but... Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying... Instead of uh, her using that Phoenix power to right. defeat Apocalypse, if we saw it the way we saw it in X2, right. I feel more comfortable right. with the next movie being. I know, but the problem Phoenix with doing style. that is that it's, it's you don't want to do the same thing again. No, no, no. It yeah. didn't have to be like that. I'm just saying you right. could hint at it because her nightmares. That was you hinting at it. That's mm-hmm. all you had to keep it at. Right. But then you tell us the next one is the Phoenix Saga, so then we're like, oh, okay. Her using her power to defeat him, I, I just feel as though that was rushed. She she shouldn't have been able to do that yet. My problem right now is that it's probably going to be the same bullshit of her it being a mutant power. Yeah. Instead of being alien. Yeah. Yeah. No. I will I, shoot someone at freaking Fox. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, actually. Never mind. Oh, my God. That will make me so angry. Yeah. I, really I, hope I agree 100%. Yeah, that's my biggest issue. I hope that's not the case. I really want to see the CR. Like, just I give me some. I a baby. Or, or at least, like, an illusion. At least an illusion to it. Like, because, I mean, at the end of Apocalypse, it still made it seem like she just has this power. And, like, it, all of us know as, as fans of the comics, like, that's not the case. Like, it's, like I feel like at least if they were going to put that in the end of uh, apocalypse, like I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily like utterly against it, but it would have been cool if they had somehow made it at least uh, loosely connect to her praying to to like the, you know the and the Phoenix Force answering her prayers and then coming and 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 molding with her at that point and didn't I, it I, where it seemed like she just had the power. We, I, I mean, don't think I, we have to worry about it as much. Because um, Simon Kimberg, I, I think he understands, he is one of the executive producers of Legion, and they were able to handle the Shadow King as a psychic, uh, you know, ancient entity that latched on because of his power. So I'm assuming, since he helped out a little bit with that, and he's writing this, uh, that he also will, if they do that, I swear, I will, I will blow up the moon. There will be no more fucking moon, I swear. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan, honestly, it comes down to a studio decision. Uh, and it's whatever the studio thinks is, is best for the movie. And we've seen, regarding Fox, the studio doesn't always make the best decisions yeah, true. when it comes to the extra. Who's making the decisions? Bill O'Reilly? Fire his ass. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Two so, and one I mean, night. I, what I don't want to do is put all this on on Simon's shoulders. Like you, well, you're writing it, so you should be able to make sure it's it's in there and it's done properly. We, it's all because remember, Zack Snyder wrote us the perfect movie was VVS. Studio got a hand of it, and then we got the theatrical version. I wouldn't call it perfect. So, well, no, what the, yeah. the ultimate edition was. The ultimate edition was was a really good movie. Right. It was a really good movie. Yeah, Not perfect. It was a better cut movie. It was yeah, a better right. cut movie. Yeah, it was. So we've seen that someone could write something and direct something, and then the studio looks at it and goes, eh, take this out. Eh, tweak that a little bit. 
So hey, have you guys thought about me. making Phoenix? I, I, let's have have Jean Grey have like you know her 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 powers like just become the thing. I will show someone. The other thing to consider, too, is the fact that when asked, uh, like, recently in an interview about um, why uh, Simon Kinberg thought that the uh, X-Men 3 didn't work as far as the Phoenix saga, he said because it was a subplot, not because they just fucked up Phoenix. So I, I feel well, like that kind of alludes to the fact that he still doesn't quite get it. Yeah, uh, you're right. He they fucked up a that. lot of that movie, um, and I, I think Ugh. Phoenix was one of the many issues that movie had. Um, yeah. Hey, where where do you put yeah. a friggin' base for Magneto? How about the middle of the woods with no metal? Oh, so <laughs> I hate that movie. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, also it, it confused me on how Magneto got stabbed with the uh, the stuff to take his powers away, then got his powers back. How come? Mr. Uh, they all eventually do. I think that's the point. How did how did anyway. Patrick Stewart get his body back? For Christ's sakes! Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's more important. I think, I think whoever that lady was that what was talking to him, I think she either teleported him. Well, yeah, he they said that, but right, I Logan. really don't like that. <laughs> no, it was stupid as shit. Yeah, it was. Like, um, it was Logan. Really he had a twin. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what was the dumbest thing about that? Mind swap. He. He quote unquote dies, right? Let's say you didn't sit through the end of uh, X3, which I wouldn't blame a lot of people if they did not. <laughs> Never. Uh, right. And you didn't see the end of that movie. Right. The next time you see Xavier is at the end of the Wolverine. Right. You have no fucking idea how he's still alive. And never explained. And then after that, you see Logan. What the, what the fuck? But I'm going to tell you, look, look, now we're getting to the point that Fox doesn't really care about continuity. You know that. Continuity, yeah. They really don't. Continuity, Look, My biggest <laughs> one was you saw. We all saw Apocalypse. We saw Days of Future Past. You do know at the end of Days of Future Past when when they when Logan's in, underwater and they take him out of the water, put him in the boat, and you find out it's fucking Striker, but it's not Striker. It's actually Mystique mm-hmm. in disguise. I thought they'd clear that up in Apocalypse. And they they completely did it. No. <laughs> so when you see that he's caught and in the, the machine and everything, yeah. they completely change it. It, it seems like in, a, in Apocalypse, right, in Apocalypse, not only that, but in Apocalypse, he, did, he wasn't willingly um, a, a test subject. Right. This seems like he was captured, mm-hmm. and then they did these experiments. Which would have been fine, but they said it was Mystique that caught him. Right. And they also said <laughs> in X-Men Origins. He voluntarily went there to, to become uh, a right. Weapon. They did. They did. Right. But that, they, they, they really gave a fuck. Yeah, they, they really didn't give a fuck about that. Origins changed. But um, let's get on to some news that really had quote unquote fans uh, all pissy. Um, it was announced that Will Smith could possibly be cast as Genie in the Aladdin live action movie. Now I want to say two things before I pass it to Dan. One. It was I guarantee you, yeah. Well, one, it was almost Kevin Hart, which is disgusting. Uh, that wasn't my one of the two, actually. I that was my one. One, um, I guarantee you, now that this news drops, it'll end up being Will Smith's Maybe. Um, anytime you hear it this he far out. He was almost out, in Dumbo. Right, he was almost in Dumbo. It, what happened as soon as it was made public, he was almost in Dumbo. He was not in Dumbo. He was not in Dumbo. So, I think uh, celebrities like Will Smith, when, when, they, when they have interest in projects like this, uh, yes, like I think a lot of these guys are like Jason Statham, just not as vocal. Remember when Jason Statham told Netflix Marvel, yeah. "Sure, I don't mind being um, 
what's his name? Uh, bullseye. bullseye. And he was just like, keep it under wraps. That shit got out. He was like, I don't want to be Bullseye. And uh, I feel I like more than ever guys said that he'd be cool with being Bullseye. Well, no, they had a conversation about him being Bullseye. He expressed his interest. It was made known to keep it under wraps. It got out. He then backed out of it. They then changed the entire plot. They then changed the entire it's plot moved. of their double season two. Well, no, good thing he did because now he got the Punisher. Still like I like more Bullseye. Huh? True. We could possibly we'll get, get him in him. season three. Um, season but yeah, three. I feel as though Will Smith hearing that this yes, Will Smith hearing that this news came out, it'll make him a little more hesitant about possibly doing it. Um, cause as a celeb, you don't want to hear the backlash of you doing a role you haven't even signed on to do yet. Wait, huh? Oh no, but I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like people going, oh no, he, you know, I don't want him don't to do like it. Blah blah blah. Like, well, goddamn, I didn't even sign on to do it yet. So a lot of guys like that to be solidified first. We talk. Um, but the other news, I, oh shit, no, what you said was my other news. Um, oh. Kevin Hart was originally um, approached for uh, the role as Genie, but the good God made sure that did not happen. I'm so cool this him movie, as Iago, though. There you go. I, I don't want him in anything. But Dane, what are your thoughts on Will Smith Dane possibly being uh, Genie? <laughs> well, actually, uh, just to let you know, it's it's uh, Jaden Smith is going to be playing the genie in Aladdin. Oh, and, thank uh, God. Thank and, God. And, and that Shyamalan is taking over for Guy Ritchie. He'll be directing it, so it's probably oh, going to be a God. masterpiece. Uh, finally, we have a good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Will Smith is the Sultan. Let's go. All right. Let's have a little bit of Dane Rennage, shall we? Okay. Anyways, uh, everyone out there, it doesn't matter who the fuck gets the role. We understand that Robin Williams made this role perfectly. But every weirdo out there that's like either doesn't want this movie to get made or, or says, I, my favorite fucking one is, I don't understand why they're making this movie. Do you understand money? Do you understand <laughs> generating money? That's the n- number one principle, you fucking moron. The second thing is to reestablish these properties that we knew as a kid and be able to repackage them for our kids. And it's actually kind of cool. They've done a great job with Cinderella. They did a great job with Jungle Book. They're going to be doing Mulan, Lion King. Just get the fuck over it. We're not going to have a bunch of scenes with CGI genie that looks exactly like the one from the fucking movies with Robin Williams' words. That's awkward, weird, no. So we're going to get an actor. I think Will Smith is actually a great choice. I think he has the charisma, the charm, the comedic quality. He can change his voice. If you go back to 90s Will Smith, not that I don't love dramatic Will Smith, but if you go back to 90s Will Smith, that's a proper representation of how you can have Genie's performance. People wanted Jim Carrey and Eddie Murphy, and I would be fine with that too, but I think they're, they don't remind me. The reason why I'm saying this is that Will Smith is the same reason why I wanted The Rock to play the character. Now, The Rock, I think, visually also could be, you know, mixed with CGI, look like the Genie. But he's in everything right, right now, so obviously they didn't get him. But they have a similar charisma, comedy, lightheartedness intimidation still present, you know, but they're just like goofy, happy guy. I think Will would be great. Do I think he's going to be in this movie? Hell no. He, he heard about this and got scared, and now there's going to be six more weeks of winter. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> no, but I mean, Dane, you completely agree to what I was saying. A lot of these celebs get spooked when you make things public, when you haven't, when you didn't sign uh, officially yet. A lot of these guys get spooked. It's for good reason. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason they get, for you. They see to... a bunch of. 
they see a bunch of dickhead key bangers, you know, talking horrible things about them, and they're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't even, I was just saying I might play it. Jeez. So right. dumb. All that does is all that does is build negativity uh, towards the movie before it even begins production or anything. What it tells me is that Will Smith wants to do a Disney movie. <laughs> well, I mean, he got approached with two great opportunities to be in a Disney movie. Right. I think our best chance of Will Smith being in a Disney movie will come from Lion King. Really? Absolutely. That's who? Probably Scar. You want him to be Scar? I don't want him to be Scar, oh. but I'm saying, <laughs> if anything, I could see him being Scar. But I guarantee you Lion King will be the best opportunity oh, uh, we'll, we'll have of Will Smith being in a Disney movie. Unless you guys can think of it's any other Disney over. movie that, yeah, as a voiceover, yeah. Nah, I don't see it. Not I didn't see him as Genie before they before they came out and said something. I don't something. either, but I'd rather see Genie before there's a voice cat as Scar before I see Genie before I see Scar. I'm gonna say that. I I, no. I don't I don't disagree with that, but I just said Scar. I mean, it could be anything oh. else in the line. Thing. I just said. Scar. Come on. And <laughs> let me just say, uh, on the Kevin Hart thing, Kevin Hart should play Iago. He'd be perfect yes. for that. He should not He's fucking great. play Genie. He probably won't, considering they went after Will Smith afterwards. So, Iago, that was great. That's a good one. Next. <laughs> Next. Nick, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, uh, as far as Will Smith would be great for the role. Uh, now, apparently, I guess maybe he's he's a little scared off or whatever. Maybe he's not going to do it. Um but, I mean, I think he would be a good fit for the role for most of the reasons that Dane said. I mean, he's definitely got the charisma. He's got the acting chops. Um, I think Will Smith kind of gets a lot of unnecessary shit sometimes just because when somebody is so popular and turns out, like, pretty consistent, like, uh, good movies, maybe not great, but good, um, I think it's just kind of the natural thing for people to talk shit. And then as far as... as the biggest thing that kind of annoys me about the whole uh, situation, and Dan, I think you alluded to this, was like people who want them to like reprocess and use Robin Williams' voice, um, like for this movie, and like, dude, I don't, I don't think they should do that at all, and I don't think that would be fair to Robin Williams, um, no. to to just do that, you know, to assume that he would be okay with you doing that, um, right. so. So, I mean, I, I don't like that notion at all. I think Will Smith would be good. I think The Rock would be good. Um, and I think they'll find somebody out there who will be just fine. Um, but I do not at all like the notion of them, you know, trying to use Robin Williams in, in any way, shape, or form for it. You know what it reminds me of, uh, Nick? What? It reminds me of the idea of, of people assuming – um, that Carrie Fisher would be okay with them using like either a CGI or or something along those lines. Like you don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Like stay away from it. Her legacy is her legacy. If the Last Jedi is her last film, you don't have to go out of your way to make sure she's in the 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 third one. Right. If the Last Jedi is the last we see of Carrie Fisher, let that be the last we see of Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah. You know, if Aladdin yeah. was the last, you know. Robin Williams is the genie. Let that be it. His legacy is is already enshrined. Like nothing will change. Yeah, did anyone do? Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Do, do you guys realize? Like I at least thought it. The last Fast and Furious, Paul Walker. Those scenes that you could definitely tell his face on his brothers. Those are creepy as shit. 
Kind of like yeah, horror yeah. movie or uh, nightmare fuel, honestly. I always thought at the end, though. Right. And to be honest with you, outside of uh, James O. Jones coming back, obviously because he's still alive, uh, to be Mufasa, actor. right, it's the voice actor. But to be honest with you, it's a reimagining of Aladdin. Right. You want everything to be new. You want everything to be different. similar but different. No, no, no. Story can be the I, same, I want, but you want no, no, no. I, I just mean as far as the people yeah. playing them. You want right. that to be different. Just make it your own. Yeah. Whoever played uh, Simba in the the original Lion King, the animated movie. Matthew they went Broderick. with Donald Glover. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. They went with with Donald Glover. They want to change aspects of the Lion King in the live action. Yeah. Allow them to do that. With, with oh, Aladdin, yeah, and it's like not, that's like it's saying not, Eddie Murphy has to be the dragon in the Mulan movie. No, he doesn't. He almost has to. Not for <laughs> no, I mean, I, if, if he said, if he said, sure, I'll do it. Then yeah, take him. But that doesn't have to be. Can he play donkey? Yeah, if, if he's gonna play fucking donkey, in the live then action Shrek movie, dragon. Brock Lesnar's uh, gonna play Shrek, guys. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. To me, I feel as though. You telling a director, well, you got to stick with as much of the original as possible. You're not allowing him to spread his wings and give you a, a reimagining of, yeah, I got to fly. Um, I'm a peacock. I gotta fly. I'm a peacock. Yeah, I'm a peacock, Captain. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking peacock. I got to fly. You got to let me fly. Yeah, I guess you got to let me fly. Hey, Dane, Dane, don't go chasing waterfalls, okay? <laughs> why do you, why, hey, I mean, hey, why do you keep on fucking saying references to TLC songs? <laughs> yeah, that was, an, that was an obvious reference. <laughs> I mean, cause honestly, um, with, with, with the mindset that most of these people have, you should just go out, get the old director, go out, get the old uh, soundtrack, go out, get the old actors and actresses. Like, no, people want to change things. They want it to be different. They want people to look back and go, oh, that was blah, blah, blah's work, rather than him just literally translating the animated to the, like, the live action. Beauty and the Beast pretty much yeah. did that. Beauty and the Beast also was literally frame by frame the animated movie. Yeah, almost. Just yeah. if, it, it was just different people. That was yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. That was it. Yeah. And the director took a couple more liberties right. with the characters. Yeah, they added a song. Right. That and was the characters. it. But he made sure he made it his own while showing respect to the original. Right. And that's how you do it. And it was very good. It was. It was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and also too, not even get like getting away from my earlier point about you know what what would Robin Williams necessarily want, but also kind of to elaborate on, on what you're saying, Jawan, if you did just try to sample Robin Williams and put that in there, that would totally, totally uh, tie them to that dialogue. And like I, the most clear example to me of like, say um, a big change from uh, one of the old cartoons to the live action was the whole sequence where Mowgli helps Baloo get the honey. Um, like that's that's the kind of creative thing you wouldn't be able to do if they had to use the original voice for for Baloo, you know. So yeah. it, there's just so many reasons why that doesn't work. And I mean, honestly, can we can we agree that the voice that they got in Bill Murray is a thousand times better than whoever the original guy was? Hey, hey. Oh, I'm hell sorry. no. Bill, hell really? no. Well, really? No, and I love Bill Murray, and I look, I love Bill Murray, and I I thought he did a great job in the performance but that dude who does that dude who does Baloo in the 1967 version cartoon version that guy is fucking terrific I wasn't talking that one I was talking the newer one what new there was there was one after that one which one was that the one that was more well there I think there were 
I think there was an, uh, what, maybe a, a, another live action one that was like Juwan, 15 you lost years your ship. <laughs> you lost the ship. I'm the captain now. Got you. Go ahead, Dave. No, but oh, let's uh, let's. Let's get into um. Let's get, we have like two topics left. Let's get into the one now. Let's start. Let's get into trailer talk. Let's start off with yeah. Let's start off with. Oh, I'll come back to that. Uh, let's start off with possibly the best trailer to come out out of the three trailers that came out. Let's talk a little bit of Arrow. Well, take it away. Watch that again. But oh my god. Oh, god damn it, Joel. I saw it. Oh, I was about to say. I, I thought I put it on. No, I did. I just. I, got, I just I don't remember it's frame by frame like you probably do. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, the the biggest point of that trailer was basically it it ended with what? Slade will Slade will they, It was Ollie coming in with his helmet, and obviously you hear Slade say what he has to say, and that was the biggest takeaway from that trailer. Everything else was like I don't know what was up. I'm looking forward to everything. Well, what, I mean, five episodes left. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even say Slade was the was the shocker to me. The shocker to me seems like Felicity might take some steps into the dark side. I mean, that's not a shock. We kind of saw that coming, too. I mean, none of the shocking that we saw. Yeah, honestly. It, but, was, it was pretty much all written on the wall. But, I mean, Felicity possibly turned into a bad guy. Yeah. Um, Slade Helix. coming back. Slade, definitely. The fact that Oliver feels as though he can't handle Prometheus on his own, yeah. but he recruits. Blade Wilson. Yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway. That's the biggest yeah. takeaway. Um, he goes to get Deathstroke. Right, he goes to get Deathstroke for help, which is weird. We can't do this alone. Right, I can't do this alone. Who the fuck are you gonna I'm call? I'm these guys. Why I need not? real help. You couldn't call Barry. Barry right, right. Have Barry just run in? Well, I guess you're dealing with the whole, you know, sabotage thing. <laughs> is Barry in the right. timeline right now? Right, no, I think he's good. Um, no, and also we got uh, the sisters. Yeah, the the battle yeah. of the Al Ghul. Yeah. Um, Nissa versus uh, Talia. That's gonna be very. I thought I'd watch. see that. That's Absolutely awesome. not. Um, I thought I'd see it in the movies before I saw it on the TV. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's really good to see. Even it. then, oh my God. Yeah, even then, I don't think I I, I would have saw <laughs> I'm that. Like, who the hell Nissa? Right. <laughs> but yeah, I still say that. But Dave, what did you take away from the Arrow trailer? Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I've I've enjoyed the season so much. I'm so glad they had a turnaround. Um, yes, me too. Just the writing has gotten great. And I really honestly, and I, I said this not too long ago, I feel like they watched, I mean, they probably didn't, but I feel like they watched aspects of Daredevil's first two seasons and were like, yeah, we need to go back to the well of the first two seasons and kind of try to drive this more action-oriented and kind of get rid of everything else. The villain in this, Prometheus, has been consistently one of the best villains probably since Slade, and the fact that they're going back to that, the fact that there was, Shado's dad was in like a flashback talking to Oliver, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that we had, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Paul Blackthorne meeting Katie Cassidy, and it, what it looks like it's, that that's Black Siren, actually. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming we're going to have Black Siren versus Black Canary, the new Black Canary, you know, with their, their calls. It just looks great. The fact that he has to go to Slade to get help. And I'm sorry, but I, I'm calling it right now. I don't know if Prometheus is his son because I don't think that would work out mathematically. I mean, it could, I guess. But I feel like it's all a double cross and that Artemis, him, and Slade have been in this all along and that this is actually going to lead to next season and that no villain's going to die at the end of the season like normal. It's all going to It's all going to go forward for a second arc, which I think would be awesome. I just, the writing's been so great. And the, and, and the uh, directing and the acting's been great, too. And I've, I've just really, really enjoyed it. No, I completely agree. And I, I was talking to Joel. That's what I want. I want it to turn out that 
played as either Prometheus's father or Artemis's father. Artemis to me makes more sense because you can kind of get the whole aspect of a uh, sports master and Artemis that you got from Young Justice. I just my problem with the father aspect again, even for her, because Prometheus less so, but for her, even though that would that would be cooler mm-hmm. to me, uh, she turned on Ali because her parents died, and she blames him too. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It all it all comes well, down. No, no, to, no. I, I'm not I'm not saying Slade had any influence on her hating Oliver. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm not even saying she knew who her father was. I'm saying that Slade couldn't take care of her. But so then, you know, maybe her mother that Slade uh, you know, was with right. went on to either remarry or find someone else and that's who she thought her father was. Right. And it turns out that Slade is actually really her father. She would and look pretty sweet in the Ravager outfit. Yes she would. Yeah. Yes she would. Yeah. I mean I, I think that it's Rose, you know. Noel did say that, but I keep saying I need her to be a better Artemis before she makes that jump to Rose. I mean, uh, to, uh, to Ravenger, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, you're horrible. Well, listen, I, I'm not that too far from you because I want Cena to die. But anyway, um, oh, Arrow trailer, that was an amazing trailer. Alright, let's go to another trailer that dropped. Cloak and Dagger, which to me was that was surprisingly good. Like, I was watching it, and I was just like, is this, like, Gilmore Girl? What the fuck is this? Kid, and then the more I watched it, I was just like, like it looks like the most girly <laughs> that was your comparison? you watched. It's a freeform show. It looked like a teenage drama. It definitely like, did. like, it looked like it belonged on, with Degrassi or something no, like that. No, um, I watched the whole thing. I watched it twice. Okay. And I really, really, really enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I think the thing that sold me the most was that guy on the rooftop with the with the uh with his um cloak the, with the cloak yeah sorry thank you with the cloak and it kind of waving in the wind cloak yeah it was, cloak. Just, it was yeah it was cloak it was cloak um it was just so dope and I feel like the action can kind of be good I my only concern is how they play concern. off each other where she can kind of like pop out of him and everything like that. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when anybody whenever, can pop out of him. Well, no, no. But <laughs> I just mean as far as far as those two. But anything can come out of him. Right, You're right. right, right. Uh, I just want to see how they're able to do that. That's the biggest thing. If that doesn't look pure and, and good, because that's where all your budget should be. Right. Right. That's where uh, also my that, concern. If that is. isn't good, then that's what'll make the show. Uh, yeah. Add for the me. story itself looks fine. Yeah. Like the trailer looks like it looks like they they get it. My only concern, just like you, is the effects. Can they pull off the effects and the action in this show? And that's uh, because the trailer by itself is fine, but if you take away like the end of that trailer, it kind of looks like any other free form. Show. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the, my only concern, legit, is the effects because I mean, the cloak looks okay, but we it, it probably doesn't have the power yet, right. or whatever. And then dagger, if you saw stab some dude in the trailer, you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. But it wasn't really a. It was light. It was glowing, but mm-hmm. you could obviously tell it was like a, a stick. <laughs> a glow stick almost. But whatever. That's, I mean, it was a good trailer regardless. Dane. Dane, what were your thoughts? I really liked it. I mean, I watched it literally right before we were about to go on air. But, you know, I got to <laughs> I gotta get stuff get stuff done. Um, no, but seriously, it, it, it gave me almost like an indie feel to it, and like an indie movie. Like, I, I could have seen that set up as an actual film trailer. And it really intrigued me right from the get-go. I like it. I, I definitely think it's going to have those. It looks like not so much Gilmore Girls, but like, I mean, Freeform no. basically essentially is yeah. like their CWs, is ABC CW. They're turning ABC Family into like that type of concept, much I like, you know, Warner Brothers and CBS did with UPN back in the day, turning it into CW. So 
I get it, uh, but I don't think it looks pretty bad. It, it kind of reminds me of like when I saw the trailer for Riverdale, and I was like, wow, I'm actually intrigued by that. That actually looks pretty good. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like the characters. I like that they instantly in a trailer have chemistry that I can it, that's believable. So uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a chance, just like everything else, Marvel. Definitely. Absolutely. Nick, I know you check it out. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I mean, there's obvi- obviously the kind of budgetary constraints that they will have doing it in this format. Um, so that that does worry me a little bit. But as far as the trailer, I thought they did a really good job of selling the characters, selling uh, their, their kind of connection with the little flashback sequences of, I guess, I take it him saving her when they were younger, when they were like kids. And so they have this kind of rooted connection from the past. Um, like, I, I thought that they set it up very well. Um, I do definitely, I don't, I don't necessarily know, like, Gilmore Girls per se, but I definitely get the teen drama aspect of it. And so I, I think it'll be interesting to see that and to see, um, you know, how how Marvel is able to bring the sensibility uh, to that kind of genre and, it, and it's cool just to see the continuation of these comic book movies and TV shows exploring new uh, opportunities. I mean, obviously, um, Logan was a Fox production, but, you know, it was like, you know, what, what, would, what would a Western superhero movie look like? And that was the answer, and it was awesome. So, like, what would a coming-of-age uh, teen drama look like with the, the you know, backdrop of these, of these superheroes? Um, so yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm normally like a, a pretty big hater of you know basic um, I guess cable television, sort of yeah, you know the, your your yeah, yeah sort of like know. your your yeah. Netflix, your HBOs, or, or even like your FX or TNT. Um, those are even still on another level. But I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. Nobody watches TNT, Nick. Uh, yeah, come on, Nick. Are you kidding me, dude? Uh, Animal Kingdom is like a, one of the best shows on television, dude. Oh, so it sounds like you are watching uh, uh, basic television yeah. uh, shows, Nick. He did say he watched FX. TNT, TNT is like, they're like, they're with FX. They're better. Their production oh, quality is better. Their actors, their actors. Are dude, say- Ellen Barkin is a hell of an actress, and she's the lead in Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't I disagree with that. I, I will say. I will say as far as the budget for Cloak and Dagger, me watching the Flash and him being able to battle a shark in the water and that shit looked good. Cloak and Dagger should have because they're not dealing with anything on the level of that. There should be no reason why why it looks bad. I mean, because every time we watch the Flash and we see Barry run through the street, the shit looks horrible. But that's because they put all the you know. The, the yeah. money towards different aspects of, of the show. That's to right. spread it more. Right. So that that's gonna look a little cheesy, but everything else is beautiful. Um. So cloak and dagger. I don't want to hear anything of. Well, you know the budget wasn't that big. You just have to show a guy teleporting yeah. in and out of his cloak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I don't want to see hear how they make that look. I'm very yeah. serious. It has it has to look authentic. Or it'll take me out of that show. I need that skimpy dagger. No, no, I don't need the skimpy dagger costume. Just- um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into our last topic to close out the show. Noel, I want you to. We're just gonna skip the Krypton trailer. <laughs> oh God damn it! Fine, go over the Krypton trailer. Did anybody so. else see it though? I didn't or see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that sucks. No, Joel. That's my opinion. There might be there might be people listening that that 
wanted to know about the Krypton trailer. Okay. So if you would like, let the people know about the Krypton. Trailer. Okay, I had no faith in it. Obviously, it's it, when I first heard about it, I was like, "What? What the fuck?" First of all, I was like, <laughs> "And why?" And then then it got greenlit. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Really?" And then it got picked up for a series. At Sci-Fi Channel, of, of all places, where of you course. know, not you know always the same place that does Shark Fucking NATO, so it makes but it. they do have like a show or two that always catches on, mm-hmm. and maybe this could be it. So I gave the trailer a chance. I'm like, all right, let's check this out. And I'm not gonna lie, visually, it looks a lot better than I expected. Like visually, story-wise, I still don't know what to expect from it. It gave me little, and it's obviously it's like about like it's about the elves. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Kal-El's father, I'm sorry, grandfather. Mm-hmm. So it's about him. And it's, and it's that legacy. And I don't know, again, they didn't really give us a lot story-wise, but I did see visually it was a lot prettier than I expected. So they put, they're put putting money into this show, apparently. Joel. Um, yeah. I heard it's a uh, prequel to Man of Steel. Is that true? I, I don't think it's officially true. Uh, I think it got referenced. I've heard it referenced before because it's, um, what's his name, is the, the, the writer and the guy that it's, What's his, the guy that David that was, Goyer? David Goyer, yeah. David Goyer is attached. He wrote it, I believe. It was his idea or whatever. So, no, and he, of course, him. he's the one that did Man of Steel as well. So, <laughs> but it'll probably you'll probably see a lot of influence of Man of Steel in it. But I I, I don't I'll know. I don't think out. it's official. I don't think it's officially attached to Man of Steel. But it might have a lot of that aspect because it's the same guy that wrote Man of Steel's writing Krypton. You get what I'm saying? So expect well, to see a lot of throwbacks to that. The thing is, like, if 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 they did a movie where and Russell Crowe was, was alluding to this, where it was about Joel beforehand, or not Joel, uh, Jorel, Jorel, <laughs> not talking to Joel. God damn it! See what you did. Anyways, uh, uh, you know, if it, if it was a movie about him, I think that would work better than a TV series about his grandfather. But I could be wrong. If it's if it's well done and it's a cool story, I'll check it out. But it's like you're doing Superman without Superman and superpowers. So I don't know how right. the hell that's going to work. Well, the well one- hold on. Hold on, Dane. Hold on, Dane. Don't make that statement. Don't make that statement, Dane. Yeah, we'll look it. What? The one thing that's, the one thing that's sold me, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wait, the what? Ahead, the, the, the one, what were you saying? No, I was saying, Dane, don't make that statement. Don't make that statement. The statement uh, that he made I'm about a show, a show about Superman with no Superman or, oh, or no Superman, Batman with no Batman, and, no, and Gotham with no fucking Batman. That was really he good. Hey, he but but Bruce Wayne's in it. I mean, that's the whole thing. He's just you know starting as a kid, so is, you just gave the story like earlier. <laughs> there will be there will be well, no. At least most of part of that stuff. So. Not to mention, you're talking about a rogues gallery that they still have at their disposal with Gotham. You're right. Like, that was the most interesting you, you part of Gotham is the rogue gallery. Yeah. So you don't. I mean, you don't have that for. So I don't. I don't think Dane's statement is necessarily that far out there. It's not. It's oh, not. it's not. Don't even listen to Joel. We don't necessarily know that there's no. There's, there's absolutely no form of superpowers. We're well, well, obviously Brainiac for the yeah. first time. Yeah, we might like get in a, a brain in, a, in a very well developed way. And kind of cool. Warrior, you might also that. get other races that we like races that we might know, like Thanagarian like or Daxamite. Oh. Or maybe black Kryptonians. <laughs> I, I, I thought that's what you meant by race. You might get okay, black you might get other race uh, Kryptonians that, that are not white. Yeah, it's that's possible. Kryptonian. 
Let's get some black funny in but there. That's what that opens the door to me. I'm like, you know what? That'd be cool to see the cosmic world of of the DCU in this show before you know, Krypton blows up. You no, know, I, I will say this for Krypton and for Gotham. Mm-hmm. I, you know, growing up reading the the comics of Superman and Batman, I never gave a shit about like what happened in their worlds without them. But Gotham really, you know, it helped me have an interest in Gotham with no Batman. Right. And as I told Dane, it I is an interesting villain. show. The yeah. only thing I hate about it is that it is a show that What's kind of like alludes to the idea of, of, of Batman without coming having him without there. having Batman. Yeah. But I it is it. still a really good show. I'm a huge... And I by no means am saying that it's bad. But what I was what I was alluding to is people could say that about Gotham. Right. So, you know, and we all try to tell people, give Gotham a shot. I'm going to so give it a shot. Maybe Krypton could fall under the same umbrella of, let's give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Let's see the first couple episodes. If it's shit, then we'll call it out on Obviously, it. yeah. But it might be good. I mean, me personally, as soon as I heard it was on sci-fi, I was just like, yes, I won't be watching it. Yeah, it got less credibility. Uh, right, it, it got kinda... way less credibility. But they're doing good with the expense. I haven't seen it yet, but I have heard it's really good. I mean, in the trailer wasn't horrible. I just don't have any interest in seeing it. And already talked about it. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't a bad trailer. I saw it when you posted it. I, okay. like, oh, this, I wasn't sure you saw it. All right. Really had no interest in a Superman story without Superman. That's a good point. All right. So, yeah. that, 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 that's where I My was only at. thing is now, I just can't wait to see Themyscira when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, no, all no. women's show. Oh, yeah, all, all women's show. Oh, yep. God. Oh. No men on don't make them anything like Felicity. Wait. Anyway. Can it be like a porno? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Good chance that's already been done. Oh, yeah, oh wow, Dane. Dane, I just looked at our, at our <laughs> sound. Dane, you're an asshole. I just looked at our sound board. Uh, to the people listening, uh, we can put people's names in underneath the numbers. And we got we got Nick, and under Nick's number is Nick Smells, and underneath Dane's number is Dane Hates Jawan. So that's just really, really, really creative, Dane, you piece of shit. We love you for it, Dane. I'm looking to see what other topics we had that we can close the show with. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, Joel didn't do it. I've been here watching. What about uh, what about New Warriors? Uh, they got their their little lineup announced. Does anyone have that in front of them? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Dane. I'll let you take take that and then close the show up after it. Okay, uh, I gotta look up this then. Uh, how's it going, everyone? I'm definitely not trying to buy for time at all. Uh, <laughs> all right, anyways, I got it right in front of me. All right, good, good. So we got one last one last thing that we're gonna talk about. The lineup for the the uh, new warriors has been released. It's obviously Squirrel Girl's one of them. Uh, we got we got Speedball, one of my favorite new warriors. Uh, later on, screws up a lot of shit in um, the original Civil War and uh, becomes Penance afterwards, but doubt that's going to happen. Night Thrasher, who was based off of Nightwing, really cool character. Uh, Mr. Immortal uh, was a later character, part of the team. Mike Rogue um, can talk to germs. It's a weird power. Yeah, uh, debris, low-level telekinesis, and she's a trickster. Now, I'm very happy about this. I just wish that Justice and Fire... Uh, what is it? Fire We're Star? Firestar. Yeah, but I, I think I think Firestar is actually owned by Fox for an X Men character, so maybe we'll see her yeah, something else. Fox. But really cool lineup. I'm excited about this. I hope they get the girl from Stranger Things to play Squirrel Girl, and it's a fun TV show. I, I, I don't remember what they're putting this on. If it's on Freeform or ABC, but how'd you like it, uh, Joel? 
Uh, I, I'm fine with the idea. I have no idea about the new Warriors, but that's some homework that I have. Uh, I did my homework. No, I mean, I know about the... <laughs> They're all good friends with Spider-Man. Like, Nova uh, used to be on the original team, too. Yeah. Right. There's right. a lot of... And so is the Namorita. Weird-ass fucking name. Yep. Very weird. Namor's, yep. Namor's cousin. Yeah, Namorita. Yeah, but yeah, I'm okay with it. But I like this group that they put together. I even though Mr. Immortal and Scorgo are originally like uh, Great Lake Avengers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They weren't. They weren't the New Warriors. I mean, they are now. It came. It came out with a picture. Did you see the picture too? Yeah, the picture's oh, no. pretty cool. The picture is cool, and it has everybody that they mentioned too. And it looks like it's diverse. I know that the diversity is a big thing for them. So. It, it, they definitely switched up. Like, Debris is, is a black girl, and she's a lesbian, apparently, too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. That Josh is a black dude, yeah. And Mike yeah, an Asian guy. Right. Big Asian dude, too, apparently. That kid. Which is cool. Which <laughs> is cool. Yeah, I'm not a gay <laughs> Hey, he likes to eat. You know, I'm husky, too. Jesus. Yeah, I know how it is. Um, And then you got Mr. Immortal caught me off guard. Really, did. I I, ne- I had no doubt in my mind we were gonna see Speedball. Speedball, special. Which one? Uh, the one that they had the show, right? Who? He's gonna Spider-Man? be their go-to comedy guy. Uh, I feel with uh, Speedball. I think, I think that he's right. the one making all the jokes, like the like the uh, Beast Boy or Nightcrawler of the group, if you will. Flash. Yeah, yeah. Flash. Yeah, I think Speedball will be that. You want me to read the descriptions? Like, I have them in front of me. If you want, you, you know can what? do whatever you like. All right, I'll give it to you real quick because we only got a couple minutes left. Um, Doreen Green, the squirrel girl, obviously her superpowers are the powers of a squirrel, the powers of a girl. Is acrobatic, strong, can fight and talk to squirrels. Doreen is totally empowered fangirl. She's a natural leader, confident and tough, but not innocent. Uh, Doreen is bouncy, energetic, and and her greatest quality is her optimism. She has the faith in, she has faith in others and inspires people to believe in themselves. She also takes her pet squirrel tippy-toe everywhere. So she's going to have a pet squirrel, apparently, because why not, right? Next, Craig Hollis, Mr. Immortal. Uh, his superpower is he cannot die, ever, maybe. So so he says. Um, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Troublemaker, Elisario. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Because, you know, pop-ups happen even on the phone. Because <laughs> that, that's a thing. I hate that so much. They have no um, Yes. The team Troublemaker. Oh my god, Team Troublemaker and Lothario. Craig is kind of like the most interesting man alive, except he's more cocky than confident and at times charmingly grumpy. Although Craig's superpower seems amazing, he hasn't made use of it at all. He's lazy and figures he, ha- he has all the time in the world to learn how to fight. What's the rush? Uh, Dwayne, nice. My kind of guy. Uh, uh, yeah, he seems like he's going to be interesting. <laughs> Dwayne Taylor, the Night Thrax, has no superpowers. Uh, Dwayne is a local celebrity hero with his very own YouTube channel. Brilliant, strong, noble, maybe a bit full of himself. Dwayne is a shameless self-promoter and entrepreneur, but he's also deeply believes in justice, at, le- um, at least his version of it. Uh, Dwayne hides the fact that he comes from a really rich family because he's afraid he'll lose his street cred. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Robbie Baldwin, Speedball. His power is he can launch kinetic balls of energy. And last time I checked, he was, he was like a giant bouncy ball himself. Yeah. Uh, Robbie grew up watching Quinjet take off from Avengers Towers and loved the idea of being a hero. He's impulsive, immature, people-pleaser with a misplaced sense of confidence, although you would think throwing kinetic balls of energy would be awesome and effective. His are completely out of control. Good. Yeah, of course. Why not? Zach Smith, Microbe. 
can fuck again, like like Dane said. Zach is a shy hypochondriac whose ability nearly makes himself a telepath. The germs tell him where you've been, what you ate, uh, who you hung out with. It's impossible to keep secrets around him. He's a big, sweet guy the team takes under their wing, and they help him find and grow his own confidence. And the last but not least, Deborah Fields Debris is a low-level telekinetic and trickster. Deborah is proud, funny, quick-witted, confidently out as a uh, lesbian. Deborah has experienced deep loss in her personal life as a direct result of superheroics. She can take care of herself, at, or at least she says she can. She's the one who people call out. She's the one who calls out people on their BS and has no fear of putting them in their place. And that is a description for your new warriors, guys. How you feel about that? Sounds interesting. I, I like this. What do you think, I like Nick? Characters, man. Go ahead, Nick. Oh yeah, I, I I think it sounds really interesting. Um, as far as like those character rundowns, I've wanted to see like Great Lake Avengers for a while, and mainly for Squirrel Girl. So I'm glad that since we're not getting that, we're getting her in this. Um, I, I think that'll be really interesting. And again, it just kind of goes back to it's it's cool that these comic book properties can just touch base on all of these different other kind of genres, and so getting these kind of teen-driven genres uh, with these other new characters as far as for on-screen, I like it. I think it's really cool. I always felt like uh, stuff like this getting an opportunity always makes me feel uh, very confident that in at least maybe three four years, we can see West Coast Avengers on the Netflix God, I hope so. That's because I got straight. I would love it in the movies. No, nah, I don't want it for the movies. I do. I don't want it for the movies only because I feel as though I feel as though you can kind of uh, stretch out the identity of these characters a lot better in an episodic type of thing. But then rather it'll than be yeah. To me, putting West Coast would be lesser characters. That's you fine. Know? Well, then it won't be the same. Well, West yeah, Coast I think you get. I think you try to get Jeremy Renner for right. the, to do Hawkeye and be the leader, right. and he'll be your big name. And then they already have the kind of link with um, Nathan Fillion in Guardians being Wonder Man, so you could use him. Like, that would work perfectly. Hell, I say bring in uh, Gina Torres for, um, what, what's her name? The, the cheetah chick? Tiger. No, no, Tiger. Yes, thank you. Tiger. Yes, Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, they can do a lot of cool stuff there. Absolutely, and through Netflix, they could definitely do that. Jeremy Renner expressed interest. Uh, in, remember when the rumor came out of him uh, in Black Widow doing something for Netflix, and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do I it. I still yeah. want to see that, yeah. Um, so he would definitely take the opportunity to do that. Big but Dane, close us out. All right, well, that, this has been a great uh, little episode. We had you know, just having some fun uh, on a Saturday night with these Jerks, two in which I've never met in real life, and uh, <laughs> I was pretty miserable. Is, is this where I can just start telling my life story? I'll, I'll, I'll go from the beginning. Oh, we got a minute thirty-two. Never mind, that's not enough time. All right. Well, either way, hope you guys enjoyed yourselves listening tonight. We had a good time hanging out with you. Uh, I'm gonna let all the guys close out real quick. Uh, Juwan, Joel, say goodbye on your end. Juwan. Bye. Bye, everybody. I'm never Nick. letting them do that again. Uh, Nick, Nick, say <laughs> uh, goodbye. Let me, let me bring back some prestige. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we had a great time. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, exactly. When we listen- so-
What were you going to say, Joel? I was going to say, no, like when I listen to the podcast, we can, I can't hear the lady giving us the time. So that when we react to the lady giving us the time, it sounds weird yeah. on the other end. It's a very strange concept. I hate that woman. If you're out there with the British <laughs> accent, you're a jerk. Um, but really, guys. Would it be better if she this? was voiced by Miley Cyrus? Sorry. Yes, yes, it was. By the, by the way, not only is Amy Schumer playing Chewbacca, but Miley Cyrus is actually cast as Eternity. When I say that, uh, her vagina was cast as Eternity in um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Anyways, we got 18 seconds. Let me just say that we had a great night. We enjoy you guys coming and listening. And always, every Saturday, 8 o'clock, Geek 5 Nation Live. And I got a wrestling show on Wednesdays, too, at 8 o'clock. Me and Juwan do. So uh, definitely check it out. You guys have a good one. And eat a dick if you're a dick. <laughs> Way to close out! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Holy shit! Strong finish there, Dane. It's a very Thank strong you. finish. That was... Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> Quite impressive. That was beautiful.